Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Indiana Jones is on the quest of a lifetime. But for some adventures, one Jones is not enough. Dad? Junior? Don't call me that, please. Follow me! I know the way! A race across three continents. And in this sort of race, there's no silver medal for finishing second. the homeland of the enemy. Nazis. I hate these guys. Our situation has not improved. In his search for the Holy Grail. How dare you kiss me? Are you crazy? Don't go between them! Go between them! Where's my father? In the belly of that steel beast. Dad! Junior! You call this archaeology? The quest for the grail is not archaeology. It's a race against evil. Germany has declared war on the Jones boys. Those people are trying to kill us. I know, Dad! It's a new experience for me happens to me all the time. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Have the adventure of your life. Keeping up with the Joneses. Hello and welcome to Smirch Pod 3, the podcast that relights the fire of 80s action movies and celebrates the decade where the explosion was king. Was. This week we'll be joining the Master of Adventure and his dad as they seek the Holy Grail of Holy Grails, which is literally the Holy Grail. There'll be thrills, spills and punching Nazis without feeling the need to justify it. And joining me to mail this to the Marx Brothers is comedian Tom Neenan. Hello, Tom. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, is thank you. Excellent. Yes, uh, they were doing uh, no milkshakes involved in this uh, no. in this film, sadly. So it's it's not completely up to date. I was wondering. I was watching it again and thinking, oh, is there going to be some fun Nazi milkshake scene? But there isn't. 
But Indiana Jones on the Last Crusade. Yeah. I realised, because this is sort of 80s action movies, isn't it? Yep. And I'm probably uh, I'm not of the era that grew up with 80s action films, I don't think. I'm not a huge fan of those. I probably came along... Uh, this is sort of the, the bridging film, I think, that links like 80s action films to like the 90s. You know those like Jerry Bruckheimer films that are very orange? Yes. And very fun, like uh, Con Air, um, The Rock, all those ones mm. uh, that are slightly later. So... This is like the earliest I go. I think it was released in eighty nine, yep. maybe. Um, and I think it feel you can feel that you can feel that it doesn't have the uh, sort of rippling abs of the sort of of your your Arnie's or anything. And I quite like that. I think. Well, you don't need it when you've got Harrison Ford. That's the thing. He I mean, he's just yeah. a perfect specimen of a man. He's incredible, and he doesn't have like he's not ripped in a traditional way. Don't get me wrong. I don't look anything like him, but he's like he he just looks like he could he could handle himself, and yeah. that's what I quite like because it means that he doesn't necessarily always always. Oh, going to win this fist fight but you think well they'll give it a bloody good go there's something really aesthetically pleasing about him there really is he wears a hat like no one else oh, I love him so much yeah <laughs> not so much these days no no well the, 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 the fact that they're doing another oh, is a right. worry yes although he sort of hasn't he said that he um, once he's gone Indiana Jones is gone yeah that I quite like so I agree. I think that once Harrison Ford goes, we should not do any more. But it, that won't happen because Disney have bought it. Oh, of course. Well, what, does he like... I, I don't know how these contracts work, whether he can sort of have a thing that like 50 years after his death, he can still... You mean like Mike Smith with Top of the Pops? Is that what happened? Mike Smith said that he didn't want to be shown again. Oh, right. And they've honoured his dying wish, basically. I mean, there are other ways of being on top of the pops and never being shown again. Yeah. He, he chose the, the he most moral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, didn't that, uh, well done, Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's going to happen. They've bought the Indiana Jones. They're not going to sit on that. No. It's a real shame. I was having a conversation with uh, uh, David Reed, who's a, who loves these films as well. Yeah. And uh, and he was talking about that, about how what when you buy these things, you're sort of, when you buy Star Wars or those things, you're buying just the IP of Star Wars, but also characters that people love and want on lunchboxes and things like that. Yeah. So it was always inevitable that Darth Vader would, or, and Luke Skywalker would somehow be involved in the new trilogy, even though it sort of doesn't, even though it'd be great to just start afresh, new part of the galaxy, um, they're always going to return to those IPs like Yoda and things like that because they're too valuable. Yeah. Mm. At least they didn't go with the thing in part four where they handed the hat to Mutt for a second. That would have been bad. And he takes it back. Yeah, he does. He takes it back at the last minute, thank goodness. I saw you swinging those monkeys, giving that hat back. <laughs> but we start off, actually, with something that should have happened. This is my opinion. Okay. Right? River Phoenix, as Harrison Ford, yeah. is incredible. He's so good. And if he hadn't have passed away, yeah. I reckon he'd be doing it now. It's such a shame, isn't it? Like, one thing I didn't realise actually in the very start is that there's a gag where you don't actually, you don't see River Phoenix at first. You see no. the silhouette of the a man guy. wearing the hat. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh, that's Indiana Jones. Yeah, you find out it's not, and yeah. then uh, the little his Billy Bunter friend yeah. uh, <laughs> says like um, Indy, and they're like, oh, okay. So if you hadn't, so I think most people know it begins with the the flashback now, but then you'd be like, hang on, what? Yeah, because they don't show you the year till after you see River Phoenix. Yes, so yeah, it's a yeah. lot of a switcheroo. Nice. I really yeah. like that kind of thing, yeah. those kind of games. Um, it's when people used to be asked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. You've got, like, the film hasn't even begun, really, and you've had two big surprises. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. And you go, and as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, that, that makes absolute sense. He's being a Boy Scout. He's riding his horse. And he's funny. Mm. River Phoenix is so he funny. He also mimics Harrison Ford perfectly. Yes. Where he's, he's talking and then he doesn't even break the tone of his speech and says, mm. relax, it's just a snake. That crossed an important artifact. It belongs in a museum. 
run back and find the others. Tell Mr. Havelock that there are men moving in the caves. Have him bring the sheriff. It's only a snake. Did you hear what I said? Right. Run back, Mr. Havelock, the sheriff. What, what are you going to do? And yeah, he's got yeah, that yeah. whole angry-looking Harrison Ford face. Because he played his son once in a film called The Mosquito Coast. Is that right? Yeah. And oh. that's why Harrison Ford said, can we get River Phoenix to yeah. play me when I'm young? Makes perfect it, sense. Because he could do a good impression of him. He also does the... I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but he yeah. does the scream. You know that kind of scream he does when it's sort of a... Oh, yeah. thing? He absolutely nails that. Because yeah. it's easy to go to camp or something, and actually there's a, a level that both of them hit. Which he also is, does the Harrison Ford point. What's that one? When he goes in to speak to his dad and his yeah. dad's like, get out. Yeah, yeah. And then he sees the car turn up mm-hmm. and he's doing the Greek alphabet. And as he leaves the room, he does a point. Oh, wow. Like Harrison Ford. <sighs> Details. Yeah. Yeah, it's like re-watching it. I mean, it's a, it's always a tragedy when someone uh, dies young. But like you just go, what? personally, I'm offended because of all the films that we didn't get to see with him being really funny. And he's got some real, like... Those curtains he's rocking as well are, are astonishing. And you can bet that was probably just his real haircut at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that would be like late 80s. I'm sure he was just rocking that. He just probably just turned up. He was in his Boy Scout uniform anyway. Yeah. They wrote it around him. <laughs> anyway, so he sees these guys and they're digging and mm-hmm. they, they find the Cross of Coronado. Mm, which belongs in a museum. Belongs in a museum. In this, he's thinking like he is in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. But somewhere he goes off track. Because right. in Temple of Doom, which is a prequel, yes, he's obsessed with fortune and glory. Yeah, he is that man. Yeah, that you know, he says you don't have to like it. Gives him the hat. Yes, it's like he becomes that man. And I think Very again, briefly. that's quite joined up thinking as well. Because in te- Temple of Doom, the, the character arc is he starts off fortune and glory. Yeah, and by the end, he realizes that things have a place and it's important that's that really they go nice. back. Yeah, I had actually occurred to me before, and of course, it being a prequel although because it was made a prequel because they wanted him to still be going out with Karen Allen is that right from the first one they didn't want them to have like it wasn't meant to be like a yeah. Bond thing where he has a new girlfriend every yeah. time it was like pre that but then of course Karen Allen isn't in this one anyway so they sort of didn't examine that any no, further. yeah yeah I, I think that's maybe what it was <laughs> but he runs away from the guys and and gets on a circus train Yes. Which I quite enjoy. There's also the good gag with the horse as well, I liked. When uh, he goes to jump on it and it, it moves away. Well, he, he whistles, the horse comes, yeah. he misses it and gets on. Then the bad guys whistle mm. and a car comes. Yes. I think that's quite yeah. a nice joke. It's lovely. It's a real... At every stage when you're sort of doing this, you're going, oh, there's so many fun little gags in the action, which now no, most action films just have sort of very blurry action. Whereas here, every beat, so like on the circus train, every carriage of the circus train is a new joke, yeah. is a new little world for them to play with. So what, when it starts, is it the, is it the giraffes first? Giraffes the, first. Giraffes are great. Yeah. Clearly not real. Clearly not real. One of them turns slightly. Yeah. Like it's made of wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. In, a, in a pivot that is purely it's just being held on a pole yeah. by a stagehand. But because you're in the world of it, you they they would look worse if they were CGI. Definitely. As we found out in the fourth one. Yes, exactly. Um, and then is it the rhino? Rhino. Obviously fake rhino. Gets the horn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it goes through all the roof and everything. That's always fun. And then apparently the, the carriage, which is just full of snakes. Yeah. I mean, that, that circus... Thousands of snakes. Thousands. Does that circus just open that up and then just That's let... That's for the clown. You know when the clown throws the bucket? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. it's a bad crowd, he throws snakes, snakes on them. them. And yeah. they would absolutely deserve it. That's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there's... I mean, it's 
what I'd say about a gallon of at least a gallon in each bucket of those snakes. Yep. I don't know what entertainment nope. value that's to. And this is how he gets his fear of snakes. Yeah. Even though a minute ago he wasn't scared of snakes, but now because he falls in loads of them, he's terrified of them. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how phobias work. Is you're fine, and then you're you're overwhelmed by lots of something. So if you see one spider and you're like, oh, it's all right. Yeah. And then you go in a room and there's thousands of spiders. I mm -hmm. suppose that would work. In a way. Trauma. Trauma. Or like if you if you're standing on the curb, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're standing on the Empire State Building, suddenly vertigo. Yeah, it does work. Okay, yeah. They thought we through. You're right. Tick, mm -hmm. tick. And then it's the next character, the lion. The lion. Um, which I like because it explains how Harrison Ford got his scar, and, which is very in-depth. Yes. <laughs> and his whip. And his whip, yeah. He, all of his, uh, the, the sort of the items that he picks up a part of his iconography yeah. are basically contained within this 10 minutes. This is the birth of George Lucas being obsessed with explaining everything. Yes, exactly. Because it's 10 years later you got the, the episode one where they have to explain where fucking C-3PO comes from, yeah. <laughs> which is completely irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. But what it does is, like, it's so interesting that, sure, they could have made three Indiana Jones prequels where slowly we find out all these things. Instead, there's a really fun, campy ten minutes at yeah. the top where everything gets boshed out before the film's even started. Yeah. And that's how you should do those things. Rather than having a, someone say, are you travelling alone? No. Oh, Han Solo. Solo. Which Chewbacca? That's too long. I'm just going to call you Chewy. Yeah. It's a... Which I love, because no one needs a nickname explaining to no, them. They, they really don't. <laughs> no one's like, how did he How did he even think of shortening Chewbacca to Chewie? Well, hold on, I'll go and get the disc and I'll show you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so instead, he gets the whip, he gets the scar, yep. he's about to get the hat, mm -hmm. um, and then, you, then you're already, then you've got your hero. Didn't show I got the handbag, though, so that's a bit rubbish. That's true. I've got a lot, I've actually got a lot of notes on the handbag. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. We have to get in that. Because mm -hmm. um, Chewbacca has a handbag as well. Yes, that little uh, the sort of pouch the bandolier thing. with the handbag. Bandolier the makes him look like he's. Uh, have you seen the film Free Solo? Yes. Y you know, like he's got that pouch of um, dust. short dust yeah. that he's about to just sort of free free climb up a mountain or something. He's I reckon Chewie's is full of lube. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But yeah, the, the, the one that makes me laugh the most mm. is the the most ridiculous one is the magic car. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because he gets in a box, mm -hmm. and then they open the box yeah. and he's gone. Mm -hmm. But that, that says that the train is part of the magic trick because he goes yes. through the floor of the train, <laughs> which makes no sense. Well, it's not it's not a magic box. No. And I don't think we're meant to even think it like it's a magic box, but we are meant to think that there's something that... Yes, so what, in theory what's happened is he's gone out the bottom of the train. Through a trapdoor. Through a trapdoor. Yeah. But then when they get to the circus, do they just do they just have to push the entire carriage this on? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Because then you'd smell a rat immediately, wouldn't you? You'd be you like, would. I think there's something about this. The fact they can't just move a box mm -hmm. into the tent suggests that there's something awry. So we're going to have an interval, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. and then they have to heave a train carriage <laughs> off the stage. Yeah. And then cut off the front of the train so you can see inside. And then also, if you're at the right angle, I'm sure you can just see... see they'd have it. to like hang a... a, a a bit of black curtain at the bottom a of the valance. train. A valance. A valance yeah. around the bottom of the train yeah. uh, so that you can't see what's going on underneath that. Yeah. And even then, the mechanism of it, you know it, it just looks like there's a trapdoor. It doesn't look like a well, box. You'd hear him thump as yeah. well. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. when it falls down, it's all... Yeah. yeah. And you can see that that platform, it, that, it hasn't sort of... That isn't the base of the box. No. Something else is going on there. Something yeah. else. But our man in the hat, mm. he opens the door and he's quite angry at first. Yeah. But he gives a little wry smile. He does. Like, he's been I like this kid. Also, that is one shot. Like, mm. you know, that is impressive. That He gets into the carriage, he gets in the box, it closes. The guy comes in, it opens, and then he sees him running out the back of the train. Yeah. That is what... Is that, I think that's pretty much one shot, and that is pretty Spielberg, good. There's a great video about it by a, a guy, 
called Every Frame of Painting. I, lo I love Every Frame oh, of Painting. Yeah. Amazing. It sadly stopped doing them. Mm. But there's one video called Spielberg's Wanna. Right, yeah. And it shows you that um, the amount of time Spielberg has done a massive long one-shot take. I mean, one take shot. Yes. And you don't realise because there's so much blocking going on and everything's moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the drink uh, game at the beginning of Ready to Lost Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes on forever as one <laughs> shot, but you don't realise mm. there's so much happening. And because, yeah, it's sort of it, it, it tennis matches between the two of them for a bit. And yeah. so each time it feels like you're cutting to a new shot, but yeah. oh, they're so good. I think there's a few more in here actually where you, like when he's climbing the spiral staircase later and things, yeah. where it all goes actually that's a one shot thing, yet he goes from. Uh, ground level up to a crane shot and it's just it's absolutely beautiful I mean I'm going to go out on a limb here yeah Steven Spielberg is a good director I mean if we're going to come to one conclusion at the end of this podcast uh, it might well be that yeah but it's nice to remember actually that he I saw Ready Player One recently and it's quite nice to be reminded that not only was he gr a great practical director like probably the best uh, in terms of special effects and practical direction probably better than James Cameron yeah um, I'd say um, that yeah that he, he that was really his speciality because then you get into like the one as he does in Tintin yeah and you're like I and it gives you a migraine slightly yeah. but listen I'm I've I'm not Steven Spielberg and I'm not going to criticize him I'm just saying I, I just think Spielberg's one of those directors that has been hindered by CG rather than helped right I think it's ruined my opinion mm -hmm. I just think it's ruined also, he's director of photography, which I slag off a lot. I hate him. <laughs> it makes everything really dark and really light at the same time. And I don't like it. Interesting. Um, but yeah, oh, I but, don't know. but then him and Lucas were at the same time. They embraced loads of new stuff, didn't they? Like, when they were young men, yeah, they were like, "There's new stuff. Let's bring it all on board." So I think they've all done the same. They've tried to be the most open-minded people when it comes to CGI and gone. We're going to use it, and it's going to work. And it's... Spielberg hasn't he been one of those? I only, I only want to shoot on film. I don't want to be digital. Oh, is that right? I'm pretty sure. That's quite honourable because obviously Lucas just wants, ev you know, if everything could just be, uh, you know, flash, uh, you know, flash animation, I'm sure he'd do and it. And now he sleeps in a giant pit of money. He does. Good for him. <laughs> He's earned it. He, I mean, he really has. Yeah, he, he saw a, a market and he, you know, he saw a window of opportunity. Yeah. I was talking to someone about Stan Lee. Yeah. And they said that obviously Stan Lee has had this huge cultural footprint. Yeah. And... And they couldn't believe that, well, this was the conversation was when he was still alive, and they couldn't believe he was still alive, that someone who is still on the planet has created all these things. And Lucas is the same. Mm. Lucas is like, the, the fact that Darth Vader is just like the, the, the one thing in terms of you go, oh, an evil person, Darth Vader, and everyone knows what that looks like. And he's alive. Of course, he, if he isn't a billionaire, then no one's ever going to, you know, like... My only argument against, well, not against that, yeah. but there's lots of people around him at the time who created who designed these things yes. who aren't billionaires that is true like Joe Johnston uh, he does films that no one goes to see yeah. but he created Boba Fett and he uh, created the initial uh, I think he created uh, loads of the logos and the Star Wars films and loads of the logos for the texts and things. Oh, really? But he's not a billionaire. That's a shame. You know, oh, Lucas doesn't Darth know. Vader wouldn't have worked if it was just a bloke. No. But someone went away and designed that suit. So he's, so you're, it's uh, to go, sorry, I'm going to, my first Who reference, it's sort of like a, um, a Terry Nation style situation exactly. where Terry Nation went, a cool alien robot thing. Mm. And then, and then I can't remember the man's name. There you go. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Went away and designed it. And made this iconic design. Yeah. And Terry Nation was like, yep, that's what I meant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, but. Really, it's the design. You, you didn't write that down. Yeah. Then, did you? <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, um, Indy gets home with the cross. Yes. And he goes in to see his dad, who is a dick. Yeah. He says, "Wait," and then he says, "Count uh, whatever it is." Yes. And, so, and then he goes in Greek. It's crazy. Just it, the amount of time mm -hmm. you've taken saying that, you could have just turned around and said, "Yeah, what is it?" Yeah. I would have. I would have put the cross down in front of him. Yeah. 
I think I would have interrupted if I'd just got that. I think he would have been pleased, actually. He would have gone, oh, oh God, I'm sure I was making you talk counting Greek. That would just show me the cross, please. Yeah, I'd love to see the cross. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, got an, he's basically got an iPhone, hasn't he, that Grail Diary? Yes. And he's yeah. ignoring his children looking at his phone. <laughs> There's a warning from 1912 yeah. for parents. You know, they have a go at parents now, the digital generation with yeah. their phones. Don't have a he's Grail obsessed. Diary. You ignore your children. <laughs> Um, but there's a great shot here talking mm. of Spielberg and our sudden yeah. realisation that he's a good director which I mean, I think we're the first podcast to even touch on that so I yeah, so. About that. a lot of people don't even know who he is yeah. it's pathetic um, but the sheriff turns up yes and he says to the sheriff I got this cross mm-hmm. it belongs in a museum etc yeah and the sheriff's like oh good because I've got the man who owns it outside and it's the man yes. in white yes who is in charge of this operation. Mm-hmm. His men run out, give him the cross, they give him the money, yeah. and the man who gave the rice smile earlier says, mm-hmm. you're lost today, kid, but you yeah. don't have to like it. And then puts his hat on his head. Yeah. Now, if it wasn't for the wonderful cut that mm-hmm. we get here, that is a weird scene. <laughs> so if we'd have lingered on that, he'd yeah. be like, why, why have you given me a hat? Exactly. And also that this is all happening in the same house where Sean Connery's working in the background, who isn't wondering why... He could be getting molested. <laughs> Dad, help! In Greek! <laughs> uh, help us! <laughs> Sodomus! That's uh, Latin, probably. Yeah. See that once again, him stuck in his grail diary, absolutely oblivious, w- oblivious to everything that's going on. Shit, parents. Exactly. And the, where's the mum? Well, and when we find out later she died. Yes, but she's alive. Is she still in the bedroom, dead? And he hasn't May, looked. Only just because he's so obsessed with the grail diary. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's wondering why he hasn't been presented with dinner for the last three nights. And he's like, well, I'm working on my grill diary. Sausage and beans yeah. in Greek. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, there is a lovely shot here where he puts the hat on in. Yes. Young Indy. Mm-hmm. And then we cut. Matt shot. Yeah. Yeah. Old Indy looks up. Yeah. Gives a wry smile. He does. Gets thumped in the face. Oh, I love that sound of that punch. Oh, isn't it? It's, it's a baseball bat into a leather jacket. Yes. That's how he did uh, the Ben Burt. Oh, yeah. Genius sound love designer. Mm-hmm. Did all Star Wars, did all Indiana Jones. Amazing. Um, but it just sums up Indy's character yeah. as well because he's not that's the thing about Indiana Jones people sometimes get wrong mm-hmm. is he's not like a superhero no he not at all he fucks up all the time yeah yeah and he just manages to get through that's what I love about him and that's what for me misses in some 80s films is they're all too uh, immortal yeah him, everything, he almost, the fact that the films exist is purely because he can't do something right first time. Yes. And he has to keep on going back and correcting his mistakes. That's what they get wrong in the fourth one. Yes. Because there's a scene where he whips, mm-hmm. which is fun, and then he swings back into the truck. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. But then they ruin it by him going, damn, I thought that was closer. Yeah. He wouldn't have said that in the old ones. He'd have just, it's implicit. Yeah. What would he be thinking? <laughs> we know that it was a mistake. He wasn't like, that's exactly what I wanted to yeah. happen. Yeah. This is Miss Tino in the first one. I don't know. I'll make it up as I go along. Yeah. He, didn't, he wouldn't say that to himself. Or, and the two mm-hmm. Russians next to him are just watching him like, oh. Yeah. They, they give him time to do the quip yeah. before getting punched. Quip and a whip. Nice. Yeah. That's him. Yeah, that's him that, all over. Write that down. <laughs> uh, but now we're in 1938, which is two years after Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, really? Yes. Just trying to work. So, uh, so something has happened between him and Marion now that they're not they're not yeah. together. Yeah. Um, and okay, and he's on this boat. Yeah. Uh, in what I'd argue is the wettest scene in cinema history. Yeah. There's so much water in this scene. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, the the white man in white. Yes. We meet up with him again. His leg hasn't got better. The leg has not got better. Science wasn't as good in those days. It wasn't. So no. he's still hobbling around on his cane. Probably got a wooden leg. Oh, maybe. Maybe or maybe he's got polio like um, Eisenhower. Oh yeah, but oh, he's. Was, oh, no, no, Roosevelt. Sorry, Roosevelt. Yeah, sorry. 
I'll get told off about. <laughs> That'd be great. Isn't it? Well, also, he's not changed his suit in, in all that time as well. No, he hasn't. No, unless he's just gone, you know, when you find one one look and you're like, that works for me. He's like Posh Spice. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like the little black dress for uh, for people who want to steal antiquities. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Andy's got the cross back mm -hmm. and they're going to throw him overboard. Yeah. And you get this great line, it belongs in a museum. And the man in white says, so do you. Yeah. That's good. Love it. But the best bit about this scene is Indy does a, is it a double or a triple punch? Yes. Uh, I think it's a triple punch. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's, it's all three at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. And that's going to come back later as well when he off, offs three Nazis at the same, or four, is it four Nazis? I think it's four. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, so good. But he gets the cross back. Yeah. The ship blows up. <laughs> something For something that wet, that is impressive. Yeah, yeah, because it's covered in big barrels of petrol. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But it blows up yes. anyway. <laughs> And um, he goes back to the next day. We see him at school, mm -hmm. which was filmed near where I grew up. Where's that? Rickman's wife. Really? Yes. It looks lovely. Yeah. It looks really nice. Um, it says nothing for his ability as a teacher, really. No, it doesn't. Um, he clearly does not give a solitary shit about those kids. No, and they still all fancy him. Yeah. As you would. Yeah. Yeah. But that does mean he gets away with a lot. And, like, we sort of trust that Indy isn't the kind of person who would have a, a relationship with a student. Do we? I, I'd like to think so. Are you not convinced? Do you I'd, like... I'd like to ask Short Round about that. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, no, I'm joking. Of course he wouldn't do that. Um, but he'd probably shag students. I mean... It's a different time. Yeah. You know, it's before U-Tree. <laughs> well, a long time before. So this wasn't even... We're not talking about the 80s. We're talking about... when. So what year is it? What 1938. 1938. All sorts were going on then. Exactly. We're just about to... Just about to start another war start another war where anything went yeah yeah yeah. Um, but yeah well, so basically he says to his students who, and he tells them about archaeology is the search for truth mm. not the search for something yeah. uh, yes which feels very like is this the first it's the end of the class as well because like in all films all lectures happen the, the, the lesson of the lesson if you will the moral of the lesson always happens in the last like 30 seconds then the bell goes yes but there's also some exposition here isn't there or a funny little callback oh, what's that, that? Come back later. he says uh, X never marks the spot yes and then of course it will it will later on and um, Marcus Brody comes in love Marcus Brody I love Marcus Brody it's he's, a shame what they've done to him in this film though you, you think he's a bit too bumbling he's too bumbling you think they've given him sort of a, is it um, uh, who's in the Basil Rathbone Nigel show? Bruce Nigel Bruce yeah. uh, for me he really feels like a Nigel Bruce character of someone who is a bit too stupid to have the position he does yeah, yeah and it's a gradual thing because in this scene he's he's normal yeah. as he is in Raiders mm -hmm. he's like yes we'll give you the money for this yeah. yes and then by the end of the film, he's wandering around being a complete caricature of a posh person. He really is. I, if I, even if I had any spit, yeah, all that stuff is a bit a bit too much. I'd spit in your face. Mm. Apparently he had horrible AIDS during this. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, well, in that case, maybe he's doing very well. That's, yeah. that's We should give him some credit. I think we should. Mm. Bless him. I love Denim Elliot. I was going to say, oh, yeah, and then he gets completely humiliated in the fourth one, doesn't he? Uh, well, because his head comes off and then in the crotch of a Russian or of something, Russian, isn't it? Yeah, which is probably what he would have liked. <laughs> <laughs> a happy ending, finally. Uh, yeah, yeah, but oh, I didn't like that. No. At all. So he escapes out of the window when all the students are trying to get through. Yes. And he gets picked up by Donovan, Walter Donovan's men. Oh, Walter Julian Donovan. Glover. I love Julian Glover. Oh, me too. Um, what, well, a, what a CV as well. It's incredible. I was thinking, so if you've seen City of Death, I'm not sure the Doctor Who, where he plays Scarlet the Jaggeroth, who is split across time. And I like to think this is canon with Doctor Who and that he is actually <laughs> one of the Scarlet Last of the Jaggeroth characters um, existing. Um, I saw him in the Scotsboro Boys about four years ago as a musical, and he was 
absolutely incredible. I bet. Yeah. I just, I, I think he's astonishing in everything. And he was he good in Game of Thrones as he well. He was brilliant in Game of Thrones. Yeah. He had one of those uh, those sex position scenes, didn't he, where it was just him talking for ages. and in a, a prostitute. Prop- yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's also in Empire Strikes Back. He is. The Attack pilot. Great in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And For Your Eyes Only. Really? He's the baddie in For Your Eyes oh, Only. Wow. So yeah, that is he has got an absolutely incredible CV, and I think this is one of the the jewels in its uh, oh, in its crown. I he's love him so in this. this. He's so good. He did an audition for this though, right? The, this isn't the part he auditioned for. Oh, is that right? I think he auditioned for the part of now. Is it Vogel? Who's the sort of poppy-eyed Nazi? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it, but we, that guy's amazing. No yeah. one, no one could have done that part as well. He's so good. Oh, you know what? Mm. I'll, I'll I'll fess up. Yeah. This morning I was really hungover. Yeah. I'm still a bit hungover. Okay. And I put this film on, mm. and the bit we'll get to later yeah. where they're tied to the chair and they have yes. that exchange. I actually wanted to start crying. It just <laughs> made me so happy. It's so astonishingly good. <laughs> yeah. um, so he goes to see Donovan, and Donovan has got a, a, a grail marker. Yes. That they found during a dig. Mm-hmm. He tells them that, but we know what's happened, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we don't yet, actually. But I just mean me and you. Know. Yes, we know. Yeah, and the listener probably does. The listener, I'm sure you do. You've yeah. seen this, um, and it's uh, explaining that the, the, the Holy Grail is real. Yes, um, this is these are, these scenes in in Jones films are always the bit that probably as a kid I would fast forward yeah. through, just because like I'm sure it mat- it matters that you actually know the plot, but if you don't care. You want to get to the next bit of action. So the so it's a really good scene. This met excellent sort of exposition acting. I had to do some exposition acting recently, and it's really hard. Is it? Yeah. What was that in? Um, uh, two things. One of them was just it was just a um, a self tape that I had to do. Right. And uh, you just find yourself because you have to sort of put inflections in things, but it, a lot of it is just dry facts. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just to test me to see if I could make it sound interesting, and I guessing I couldn't so that's a oh, that <laughs> no time. worries you learn these things about yourself as a, as a performer you should have self-taped one of the who monologues I would love that in all my travellings in the universe I battled against the evil yeah yeah there you go the, 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 old the, the, the people made of sand people made of smoke and cities made of song yeah somewhere there's injustice somewhere else the tea's getting cold I, I mean, it's, a great, it's a great speech. Anyway. So I think we've made about four people very happy by uh, doing our, our favourite, or, you know, homo sapiens, all the best who monologues <laughs> that they do. Oh, let's talk about Doctor Who. <laughs> Go on. All of television history is contained in the Box of Delights. I've climbed up Nelson's column once before. These are small. And put it down in front of Backpush. I'm Julia Rayside. Join me and my guests as we dip into our favourite TV memories. Boys mustn't hesitate bashing their head like this. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't my mother. I love when a plan comes together. Come and tell us what yours are too. We've all been told we can't discuss nominations. It's a bit of car air. Shut up. Put a novel on the top. I think I like you, Lovejoy. Find us on Twitter at Box Delights Pod and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Great big owl. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Donovan wants Indiana Jones to help him find the Grail. He does. Or the Grail, the second Grail marker. Yeah. Which is in Venice, Italy. I love it when they say that. <laughs> Thank God he said that. Otherwise, yeah. he could have been off to Venice in uh, Venice Beach. Venice Beach. Yeah. That would have been a sexy film. It really would. It would have been uh, him trying to find clues underneath, like loads of weights and uh, and muscle men. Yeah. They could have lifted him up. <laughs> that's what, then it changes the angle he sees something at, and then he's like, that's the clue. Brody would have been like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, is this the point as well where he says, don't trust anybody? Yeah. That the point, whenever anyone says, don't trust anyone, that is the person you're not meant... In any film, that's the person you're not meant to trust. That's right. That's like a rule, almost. I it feel is. Like. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he says, don't trust anyone, basically does the, the, the double thumbs, you know, this guy. Yeah. Um, and then off he goes. Yeah. Well, he tells him that his dad's been, his dad's vanished. Oh, yes. Because he said, you want to get my dad in on this? Because mm. he's a grail expert. He says, yeah. oh, your dad is the man that vanished. Yes. Which is the same structure of scene as in uh, Jurassic Park, The Lost World. I don't know if You're you, right. You know when it's like, when he talks to Jeff Goldblum and he's like, actually, you should probably get, um, I can't remember Julianne Moore's is character. Sarah? Yes, yeah, Sarah Harding. Sarah! Yeah, Sarah yeah. Harding. How do you mean Sarahs do you think are on this island? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, and they says, actually, she's the she's part of the party. You are quite right. It's a great structure of scene, which is actually, this this person is the one you want to speak to. They're already there. Yeah. Ooh, love it. But then he decides to go to his dad's house yeah. with Marcus. Mm-hmm. And it's been ransacked. <gasps> By Nazis. I mean, we hope. Imagine if they got there and that's just how he lives because yeah. he's, God, God bless him, he's not, not you know, he's it's an old man. Hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been sad, wouldn't it's it? Like Barry George. Yeah. <laughs> There's pictures of Jill Dando everywhere. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so. They they go to the house, it's been ransacked, mm-hmm. and then Marcus makes a reference to how his mail's been stolen. Yes. And then he remembers because he got a letter at school. Which he parcel. didn't open, yeah, of course. Yeah. He gets it out of his pocket and mm-hmm. it's, it's Dad's grill diary. Yeah. Yeah. You Who gets a parcel and the first thing they do is... Not, not open it. Yeah. I always open everything I get. I yeah. never... When you get a parcel, it's like Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely delighted. He should be absolutely delighted with that. But no, he puts it in his pocket and assumes it's nothing. It's just... What it is, it's just the same size and shape as that thing my dad's been obsessed with since I've known him. Yeah. 
So I won't, I won't bother examining that. It's Dad's iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably just wants him to like. He's probably attached with a little post-it note saying, "Oh, it, it keeps on uh, phoning the wrong people. Can you fix it?" And you know, it's like you got to do that for your parents sometimes. Tell you what, Henry Jones Senior is a mm. bit like Bob Monkhouse, right? Right. Because he's got this very, <laughs> very precious book. <laughs> yeah. And it's full of really good drawings. It is really you good forget drawings. That both of them are, are excellent draftsmen, yeah. as well as uh, as hoarding that. Do you think at the back of the Grail Diary, there's like Grail Diary gags that he's got down as well? <laughs> Alphabetically. Yeah. Yeah. Why did Jesus drink while singing Why Do Birds Suddenly Appear? Because it's the cup of a carpenter. Oh, that's huh? brilliant. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. there. You go. We solved it. Hey. Um, so they decide to go to Venice. Love and love it. Okay, we're all our first uh, location. They treat, I mean, yeah, I think they treat it really well. It's beautiful. Yeah, looks absolutely incredible. But they're going to meet Dr. Schneider, and this is a bit of like a Bond gag. Yes. Because they're expecting a man. <gasps> a woman. A woman. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Venice. How will we recognize this Dr. Schneider when we see him? I don't know. Maybe he'll know us. Dr. Jones? Yes. I knew it was you. You have your father's eyes. And my mother's ears. But the rest belongs to you. Her, him and Schneider, what I love about the way this is written is they flirt immediately. Yes. And it's brilliant. Oh, when he grabs the flower and Would he's... you permit me, Fraulein? Yes. Fraulein, do you permit me? I usually don't. I usually don't either. In that case, I permit you. It would make me very happy. But I'm already sad. By tomorrow, it will have faded. Tomorrow, I'll steal you. I hate to interrupt you, but the reason we're here... Yes, I have something to show you. Um, that's one shot as well, isn't it, with them going over yeah. the bridge and stuff, and it's just, that's proper um, Bogin Bacall style sort of back and forth that we're doing. She says, I am sad. By tomorrow, it'll be dead. And he goes, I'll steal you another. Yeah. And Brody's like, if we could just yeah. talk about... <laughs> and twice she uses the phrase, giddy like a schoolboy. My dad never giddy about anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we'll find that's not true. Even when he was a schoolboy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was in the library when he was last seen. He and was. the library was in, it's a converted church. Yes. Which is, I'm assuming, how they just, they just filmed in a church and then went to a soundstage? Isn't yeah, because yeah. apparently, looking in the IMDb trivia... Oh, hello. There are no catacombs in Venice. Really? Yeah. That's disappointing. It is. I suppose if you went underneath... There, you'd fall in the water. Yes, famously, <laughs> the one thing that Venice has uh, in abundance is water. So yeah. yeah, I can imagine Paris catacombs, not that much water. No, um, Venice, not so much. Well, actually, what this is saying is that not only are there catacombs, but it's full of petrol. Yeah, oh, but we'll get onto that because yeah. first of all, we're in the library, mm. and I have to say, for a film where the special effects still pretty much all hold up today, yeah. where it falls down is the bookshelves. Mm. Because if you, I was watching it on Blu-ray. If you look at those bookshelves, there's not a real book on those shelves. Is they are, they're like little weird sort of um, Ikea facades of bookshelves oh. that have no depth to them. Never noticed that. So there are some shots, especially when he goes to the top of the, uh, the spiral staircase and looks down, they look completely fake. Oh, wow. And then you're like, oh, could you not afford books and bookshelves? That's an odd... Books are really expensive. They are really expensive, yeah. of course. And of course, you know, maybe you should try... Buying books instead of burning them. You goose-stepping moron. Exactly. That's my my advice. Buy your books Yeah. Um, for the prop stuff. Don't paint them. No. Uh, but this is where we find out that X marks the spot. Yes. Because in Dad's Grail Diary, which he says to Marcus, let's keep it under our hat for now, because mm-hmm. we shouldn't trust anybody. Yes, he's been told that. Uh, there's a little uh, guide in there, mm-hmm. and it says that X marks the spot. Yes. So he's like, seven... <laughs> Three, mm-hmm. and then he goes up to the stairs, as you were saying, in the yeah. one shot. 
An X, there's an X on the floor. An X that could easily have been seen from the floor. Easily. Mm. But we get the comedy bit where he's banging the floor as the guy's stamping the books. Love it. The Albert Einstein-looking man. Yes. Who's also in Batman. Is he? Yeah, he's one of the crooks that Jack Napier's got around the table when he's painted himself normal. Oh, amazing. Yeah. That's really fun. It's, that's the kind of, that befuddled librarian character. I feel like Stan Lee's done one of those cameos in yeah. something. Is amazing it? Spider-Man. Yes, when he's fighting the lizard. The lizard. Um, and he's sort of doing stuff in the background. It's a great character. I think yeah. everyone, when they, every sort of uh, actor bit player dreams of getting all of those gigs when they get older, right? That's Just a the, good year for this man, 1989. Yeah. In two of the big tentpole movies. It's really true. Yeah, this was his sort of old manaissance. His zenith. Exactly. By the way, we should explain, 1989 was probably the biggest blockbuster year in history. So, uh, obviously this, um, Batman. Batman. Are we, uh, uh, Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future. When was Jedi? 88? 83. 83? Okay. Yeah. Um, License yeah. to Kill. Oh, wow. Ghostbusters 2. Whoa. Star Trek 5. <gasps> That's impressive. When uh, I... Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. The Abyss. Oh, my God. I mean, that's just a solid year. I think, I think it's the biggest yeah. on record, I think. Well, not on record, but in terms of big films coming out. Yeah. When was Aliens? 86. 80, okay, yeah. Yeah. And then Alien 3 was 93 or something. Or something. 92. 92. Okay. So, you're, so there's a fallow year for uh, for Aliens, but everything else is absolutely knocking well, out. Well, the, the Abyss has got Aliens, isn't it? Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's, and it's got Cameron as Boring, well. Boring, watery ones. But yeah. it's, it's a great film, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it, I don't like the ending. Well, if you compare the... Yeah, those films where it's Aliens, but like in contact, where the Aliens are sort of weirdly... Oh, God, I hate that film yeah. so much. <laughs> that one good mirror shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'd rather it was a money shot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really. <laughs> that improves any film. Exactly. Yeah, in my fair opinion. enough. A shot, just a shot of some money. Just yes, like that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, like yeah, yeah. Ooh, making it rain. So they go down to the uh, catacombs. Uh, just to sorry to go ahead. Oh, yeah. When they when they are thumping the floor. Yes. The X is gone. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's no X on the floor anymore. Oh, my God. Um, but once again, I think that because we're we're not watching this with the eye of sort of the uh, viewer. Tiger. Exactly, yeah. yeah. The either tiger, yeah. the thrill of the fight. Um, you end up, um, you end up like all of these small continuity things just absolutely don't matter because oh. you're, it's just it's romping along. We've been in Venice for what three minutes or yeah. something, yeah. and already we're going to the catacombs, and it's really exciting and it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. And um, what I love about this is when they walk through and they're looking at the paintings on the wall. Yeah. And she says, "What's that?" And he says, "The Ark of the Covenant." Mm. She goes, Are "You sure?" And he goes. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. And you get a little cue from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's, that was how you used to re reference your films back then, which was yeah. like just something very glancing, as opposed to in the fourth one where you see it, like you've got the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> and they do a close-up of it and they go, do you yeah. remember this film that we did? Yeah. This is just a nice way of going, up oh, and we're away. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then they go, and there's rats. Oh, rats. Yes, love it. Absolutely now, love I was, it. I was wondering what else it could have been instead of rats. Right. Because... Why did it have to be ducks? Nice. Or hedgehogs. <laughs> that would have been that would have been really problematic. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have been able to kick those out of the way as or maybe easier because they would have all gone up into a ball. A ball, yeah. And then it would have been like the trebles, like spiky trebles. Yeah. Mm. Or that film Critters. Oh, I love that. Mm. Why did it have to be Ooh. critters? <laughs> they would have been mm. awful because they eat you. Oh yeah. Why did it have to be gremlins? Yeah. Why did it have to be Slimer from Ghostbusters? <laughs> 
why did it have to be loads of Slimer from Ghostbusters? And he actually says that as well, yeah. even though the film wasn't made till 1984. Yeah. She's like, what are you talking about? And there's loads of Slimers, yeah, just flying around. All just going, yeah. and flying at him. Colliding. Sliming him. And then uh, he would, then there'd actually be his friend in the in the cartoon version, yeah. which no one ever explains. And he'd, he'd eat hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> See, we've already made this a better film. It should have been, and then, and actually, what? Actually, because at the end of Raiders, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. he opens the ark, and then yeah. all the Slimers they do. <laughs> fly out, There's don't they? Melt their faces. Yeah. yeah, and then the Titanic arrives. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it is rats, sadly, yes. boringly, <laughs> and we find out that um, Henry wouldn't have made it this far because he hates rats. Yes, he's scared to death of them. That's a lot to say. That never comes back, right? No. He mentions it. But... Oh, he does say it. And he right. does get that reaction, rats. Oh, yes. Yeah. So is that to sort of indicate that already Indy sort of... Uh, he, he's got further than his dad would have. Yes. And it's kind of going, so it's, he's sort of a bit better than his dad? Oh, he's or... much better than his dad. Yeah. <laughs> I know his dad was James Bond. Yeah. But he's not Indiana scared of rats. Yeah. So he wouldn't. He would have got that far, but then he wouldn't have, uh, he wouldn't have liked the... Petrol, he's scared to death of it. Yeah. He hates the smell. Yeah. <laughs> also, Indy is scared of snakes, but he mm. ma- he mastered his fear by being locked in a giant uh, tomb with them. Oh, of course, yeah. And he got out. Mm. He Very didn't like, lie there crying. Just waiting to be rescued. Yeah. That wouldn't feel that heroic. You wouldn't have that as a stunt show at Universal, no. <laughs> would you? Slowly weeing himself. Yeah. <laughs> really upset uh, but they find the uh, the tomb thank goodness and they rip out the skeleton fuck I him I mean it really is yeah. the he's meant to be so, like he spends the first, his lecture saying by the way yeah. you should respect these things literally a, a dead knight someone who deserves our respect well he was in the crusade so anyway mm, problematic uh, yeah. yeah yeah maybe yeah. actually good for him maybe he's being a, a, a good sort of explorer who's, who realises like the people who want to tear down those uh, the monuments to the people in the civil war yeah you know he's like Get get it down. He was a a Crusades knight. Don't want any part of that. Just want a shield. He didn't even have the wherewithal Mm. to get the skeleton's head and go and move the jaw and go. (laughs) I'd have done that. You would, yeah, yeah. I think any right-minded, but probably for me, the presence of a lot of petrol maybe meant I should probably get out of here soon. Yeah. Um, Also, I'm carrying a torch, a torch with fire on it. Yeah. And I'm guessing the vapor would be enough to light that whole place on fire anyway. You'd think, wouldn't yeah, you? yeah, but yeah. But luckily... <sighs> but he manages to... He gets his um, tracing paper out. Yeah. Because he's traced half of the grail at he Donovan's does. house. Before that, of course, he does blow the corpse. Thank you. <laughs> You're he right. goes like that, it and he does. gets all the dust off, and then he gets his tracing paper out. And the corpse goes... Yeah. <laughs> 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 having a great time. And she says, what's that? And he says, it's the other half of the marker. Yeah. And he traces it, and she goes, look at you, giddy like a schoolboy. Mm. Yeah. Twice now. But mm-hmm. the Brotherhood of the Cruciform Sword. Yes. All, all, all from the, also, they're also the Tommy Cooper fan club. <laughs> um, they come into the catacombs. Yes. Because they ha- they're, it's their job to protect the Grail, mm-hmm. even though they're in Venice. So I'm not sure how that protects the Grail. I'd assume that they've got, wherever there's a bit of Grail information, they have, they've got a small team. Right. So there's just a gang of them that have to be there. Where else? Uh, I'm surprised there aren't any actually in either Alexandretta. This is what I was thinking. Yes, or actually they should be standing outside the door saying yeah. "fuck off." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, as it is, they're just ma- they're mainly there, and they mainly um, they only get involved when someone's got incredibly far into actually finding the grave, yes. rather than like just shooting him in the back of the head. Yeah. The, the second he's going into the catacombs, um, they're like, "No, we'll wait and sort of give him a, a, a bit of peril." 
Yeah. Mm. But uh, they, they, they like that they drop a match into yes. the petrol. Mm hmm. And it sets fire to it. <laughs> there you go. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it roars through like like um, Ron Howard's backdraft. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Which is what Harrison Ford says. Get down, it's Ron Howard's backdraft. Yeah. <laughs> Slimer from Ghostbusters, run. <laughs> they will start running towards him with their hot dogs in their mouths. <laughs> He's running. And then what they do is they go under the petrol. Yeah. As in, you do. Into the, the, the Knight's tomb. Who's now, fuck you. Get, yeah, in, get in the yeah, petrol and burn, now. you bastard. Yeah. They get inside the um, thing. Because yes. in, in water, sometimes you can get underneath a canoe. Yeah. And there's air there's air pockets. I love it. Like in, Does uh, that work with fire? Uh, not especially because that would still be petrol, wouldn't it? And I'm yeah. guessing that would still be. But also, when they're underneath, there is fire in the in the tomb there. Yeah. Right in the corner. So that is going to set fire to, to them anyway. So. Yeah. But then rats start pouring in, which is quite disturbing. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I really like, they're really good at building the, the tension here. So it feels like just when things are terrible, they get even worse. And then, yeah. and then he says, I'll find a way out. Yeah. Moments later, he emerges from a drain. Yeah. Why didn't they just, I'm surprised the clue in the Grail Diary wasn't, you know that cafe with the drain in the middle of it? Yeah. Go down there. Yeah. And there's yeah. a tomb. You don't have to do X marks the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you're bloody right. Yeah, yeah. Just go into that because you don't know what happens in between them, sort of going off. And but it's not much, is it? It's not like they have to. Well, well. To be fair, mm. uh, he hadn't gone down there mm. to find the tomb, and met Slimer from Ghostbusters, <laughs> who pointed at the <laughs> yeah the store, you know, the uh, manhole cover. Yes. Going, yeah. yeah, yeah. You did it better. <laughs> Because uh, he didn't know that. He just said, follow, follow Schleimer from Ghostbusters. That's true. <laughs> he knows everything about the catacombs. <laughs> but he forgot to write that in. Yes. That's annoying. For all the detail he went into in ignoring his own son, he didn't mention that just Slime from Ghostbusters. He was waiting for a green pen. Yeah. <laughs> didn't get one before he was snatched. Yes. He was going to do that, and then he was going to complain to the BBC in his green pen, and then... <laughs> Uh, but then there's a boat chase, which is highly exciting. I love this boat chase. Mm. It's got the same gag as Solo, which is the trying to get through an incredibly shrinking gap. Yeah. Uh, which, and um, because all the go through them, go through them, are you mad? Yeah. That lovely bit go of. Go through um, them, are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Mm. Um, but then the other one doesn't go through and so it naturally explodes, as all things do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that so much. Uh, what? So then, and then we get to the propeller. Yes. God, it's so good. It's so good. They're on a giant long boat, but it's like forced perspective to make it look like they're on a tiny boat Is being right? chopped up. Yeah. Oh, I it love works that. so well because yeah. you're thinking they're about to be killed by a giant propeller, yeah. but they're about five feet away from it. That's amazing. Movie craft. Yeah. Oh, I love it because it's genuinely a thrilling bit of cinema. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, the brother of the cruciform sword, once he's established that Indy's not after the Grail, he's after yeah. his dad. Yes. He says, well, your dad's being held at Brunwald Castle, which is yes. on the Austrian-German border. Yes. I love that. And I love the line, my soul is prepared, how's yours? Yes. They, I like the brotherhood of the, the brotherhood of the cruciform sword. I think, I think they come across as really great guys. They're good guys. They've got one job to do. Yeah. They really they want to get it done properly. And yeah. I've, I have a lot of faith in them. They're I think like they quick fit fitters. They really are. <laughs> They're efficient. Yeah. They're told where the dad is, and then they go back to their hotel room. And then it's been ransacked again. Yes. Right. Yeah. Or but maybe she's a hoarder as well. Exactly. Yeah. Indy's having a conversation with Marcus, yeah. and again, they're keeping the diary secret. Yes. And they, now they know Alexandretti, and they find out that his dad knew everything yeah. apart from the city. Yes. The name of the city. I think you I think you could work it out. I think you could. Yeah. <laughs> Just get an A to Z. Yes. And, and go, is it this one? Probably not. Is it no. this one? No. Yeah. It, yeah. But his room he goes into his room, it's been ransacked, he yeah. goes into Elsa's room, it's been ransacked. Yeah. And um 
he because he now thinks that she must be on his side because her rooms are ransacked as well. Yeah. He reveals to her that he's got the diary. Yes. She gets very cross with him. Fair and enough. And then one of the best kiss scenes in film history, I think. Is that the slap and the kiss? Slap and the kiss. Oh yeah. What do you think is going on here? Since I met you, I've nearly been incinerated, drowned, shot at, and chopped into fish bait. We're caught in the middle of something sinister here. My guess is Dad found out more than he was looking for. And until I'm sure, I'm going to continue to do things the way I think they should be done. How dare you kiss me? women and I hate arrogant men it's really good and it's that is one of those scenes that I you know, I, I'm speaking as a as a straight white man, but mm. I feel like you can see the 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 power is equal in this relationship. So yeah. you don't feel there's not a bit of like, oh no, it's yeah. like actually they're both on equal footing and they're both sort of playing with each other in this quite fun way. So you mm. can, you can enjoy it, and it's not it's not one of those films that you have to go, no. oh no, it's or, been building as well. Yeah, and, yeah. And like you say, if she hadn't have then kissed him back, yeah. It would be slightly problematic. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because she does. And But then Perfect. they go to Broomwald Castle. Right. And Marcus, in the meantime, has gone off to, to find Salah. Yes. So they arrive at the castle. And then we get Harrison Ford. Lord, who just disappears into this new character. Mm. Flawless. Lord Clarence MacDonald. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think... And you probably... I'm guessing that both the actor and the character had to, like... They wrote diary entries for for Lord MacDonald. They did, like... And, pro, you know, I, I'm not sure if they worked with a, a dialect coach or something. I don't mm -hmm. know how long I'm they sure did they that did, for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, he disappears into this incredible performance. <sighs> Just incredible. Yeah. Yes? Oh, before time. Do you intend to leave us standing on the doorstep all day with the ranch? Now look, that gun and caught a sniffle. Are you expected? Do not take that tone with me, my good man. Now battle off and tell Baron Brunwell that Lord Clarence MacDonald and his lovely assistant are here to view the tapestries. Tapestries? Dear me, the man is dense. This is a castle, isn't it? There are tapestries. This is a castle. And we have many tapestries. And if you are a Scottish lord, then I am Mickey Mouse. How dare he? He's gone and caught a sniffle. Gone and caught a sniffle. Tapestries. The man is dense. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's so bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's sort of a it's sort of Scotland by way of South Africa. Yeah. Um, that's impressive. Was it? And I, I mean, the, and the big cartoon sneeze as well. That feels like a real. I sort of like those those big comic uh, Ford bits that you sort of miss you know like in the first Star Wars when he's running away from all the stormtroopers and then there are more stormtroopers oh you mean the bit that they've now ruined yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. because don't, don't they now haven't they CGI'd it so that there's a room full of like a billion a storm billion and loads of ships as well yes and scout walkers and things yeah and you're like but the joke is that there's just more of them yeah it doesn't. You've sort of ruined your own joke. The joke yeah. is that he's run at them angrily, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and now he's running away scared. Yes, right. That's all you need. Yeah, you don't need. But there's the room so for... many of them. Yeah, you're like, okay. But then his reaction becomes more reasonable and less comedic. Yes. So, yeah. 
So that said, I just like when Harrison Ford does. I get the feeling that this was one of these scenes where they're like have a bit of fun, mm. like the Ghostbusters scenes where they're like playing like New York. You mean the Ghostbusters scene in this film? The Ghostbusters with Slimers <laughs> with all the yeah the Slimers yeah. from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, you know where they're playing like all are they sort of uh, workmen. Ghostbusters two. Ghostbusters two where yeah. they're workmen, and it, that's not really in character no. for them to sort of do authentic. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they just do it anyway. This feels like one of those where they've just gone, have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, you're right. It's not in character. I mean, mm. the only one that's in character there is Egon because he can't do it, so he just says yo. Yes, yeah, yeah. He'd be so shit at doing it. But yeah. Ray goes really into it. Yeah. I don't think that works. Not really. Not with you. You sort of have to pick one character, and I think I don't think that Indiana Jones would. I don't think Indiana Jones would think I'm gonna. Dupe them with my brilliant Scottish accent. He's probably been working on it for a while. Probably. Oh, can you imagine that? Or the drive all the way oh, there. Oh God! Yeah. No wonder she wanted to kill him by the end. <laughs> she wasn't a Nazi when they got in the car. <laughs> it was just him it's, going. Well, I'm gonna look at the tapestry. Is that tapestries? And she, I don't care. I really don't. It's care. like when you meet someone who's really anti-Brexit, and you're like, oh great, and then they're really anti-Brexit. <laughs> yeah. And by the end of the conversation, you think. Brexit's not bad, <laughs> is it? She's one of those people on Twitter who say, well, the way you make people Nazis is by by calling them Nazis. Yeah, like, yeah she's done one of that, where she's just got she's got annoyed with yeah. it. Is, there sort of, is this going back? I know that modern films have this... Uh, it feels like there's often in, uh, notes from the studio yeah. that say we want modern references, we want them people to talk about game. If it's a modern set film, we want them to say things like talk about Game of Thrones or all this stuff. Um, I don't know if that existed now, because there's like... Obviously, there's should have mailed it to the March Brothers, mm-hmm. and there's also Mickey Mouse. I wonder whether they're just trying to cram stuff in that like lets the audience know that like we're aware of things. Yeah, you know, they're aware of like pop, a certain pop culture items. Yeah, um, that sort of gives them a bit of a foothold, maybe. Yeah, I think in the case of the Marx Brothers line, mm. I think it's just like the the silliest things around at that time, the stupidest things. Right. Yeah. 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 Being the Marx Brothers. Yeah, the Mickey Mouse, that's the mm. German person being aware of American culture, I suppose. I suppose so, yeah. I feel like they should have, they could have done that by mentioning the German equivalent of Mickey Mouse. What is the German equivalent of Mickey Mouse? Uh, I'm guessing Herr Mouse Dinkle or something <laughs> would be. <laughs> he should have said, mm. if you are a Scottish lord, then I am Schleimer from Ghostbusters. <laughs> How dare he? And then the punch, yeah. Uh, but then Slimer punches him. Wow. What if... With that's... a hot dog in his mouth. <laughs> or puts a hot dog in his mouth as that an indie punches great. him. Or it's a prequel and um, he punches him and it's a one-punch death. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then he's the, he and then he's he becomes Slimer from Ghostbusters, the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people think that Slimer from Ghostbusters is a tribute to John Belushi, but no. No. It's this it's German a... butler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. No wonder he um, felt the need to go to that posh hotel. Of course. Because it's where he used to work <laughs> in places like that. Yeah. yeah. But he never got to eat. When he was alive, he could never eat the food. So now he's That's like... What, he's going around that chandelier just yeah. thinking, that Scottish accent was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I, I let him say at least five sentences. I should have just pressed the alarm. I'd still be alive today. Yeah. Of course, it's not pronounced that way. Is It's pronounced... Hello! Yeah, we'll get yeah, to that. We'll get to that. Um, but anyway... Um, one of the best lines here is when uh, Indy and Elsa look over the they look over like a balcony of mezzanine yeah and there's a whole Nazi operation yes Nazis I hate these guys Mm -hmm. I love that so good he's on our side even if they do have serious economic concerns (laughs) that's what he should have said he should have said look actually some of these people they you know it's it's the way that they were born maybe it's the the, situations that they came from should we just let's open up a dialogue yeah yeah that's what you don't get anywhere with violence exactly so he should have he should have just written debate me on a big sign and then held it up and we would have 
would have been fine. There are fine people on both sides, Tom. Exactly, of the uh, of the gallery looking at the Nazi people. Yeah. There are fine people on both sides of the spinning mantelpiece. Yes, there that's what go. Trump meant to say. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but he rescues his dad. He knows which room his dad's in because yep. he's got an alarm yes, on it. Yes, yeah. So he swings through the mm-hmm. window and as he comes in, his dad smashes him over the head with a vase. So far, all we know about their relationship is he's too busy to talk to his own son and then he physically assaults his own son. And he thinks it's a Nazi. Yeah. Coming through a window. <laughs> through the window. I mean, he does point out they come through the door. Yes. So, oh, good point. Yeah. Uh, but there's a good joke here mm-hmm. where he smashes them over the head and he starts yeah. looking at the vase. Yes. And he goes, Ming Dynasty. Oh. He goes, I'll never forgive myself. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, ah, it's, it's all right, I'm okay. Yeah. He goes, thank God. It's a fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good joke. Also, you've got the uh, breaks of the heart yeah. and the head. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Brilliant. Already you've got, they're just bantering in a way that feels like, oh, I could watch these two on screen forever. And the junior thing that annoys him. Junior? Junior. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Don't call me that. Brilliant. Um, Can I now share my Sean Connery anecdote? Oh, please, please. Um, that I was, I was in, it was 2007 and I was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And yeah. We were flyering for our, our student sketch comedy show. Um, which and, was called? Which was called Old Habits Die Hard. And it had a nun with a gun. Nice. Very nice. Um, and so uh, it was the Durham Review, and it was me, Nish Kumar, Ed Gamble, all those guys. And Never then, heard of them. Nope. No. Where are they now? Yeah. And um, uh, this very, very tall man walks past us, and I fly at him and say, student sketch comedy? Turns around. It's Sean Connery. <gasps> he says, I'm dreadfully sorry, boys. I've got to catch a plane. And walks off. Amazing. I thought you were going to say he said, fuck off. <laughs> no, he didn't. Like, that's the wonderful thing about Connery is, like, I suppose, you know, when he was in his heyday or, you know, he could he could just say one thing to someone and that that's suddenly an anecdote they have in their wallet for any time. And yeah. that's like just by saying something offhand and a bit cool. That's him being quite nice. He was being nice. Most of the anecdotes you hear about him, he's not very nice. No, I think we really got to... He was walking down the Royal Mile... Hmm. Like, which is the most, in the fringe, is the most populated part of yes. Edinburgh. So he's sort of the most famous Scotsman in the world, walking down the busiest street in Scotland. I'd imagine, you'd hope he'd be in a good mood, because otherwise he would literally be saying, fuck off, to like, hmm. he would have said that to about 2,000 people just on that, like... By the end, he'd be Begbie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think he was, you know, and also he knows he can just give a give a, a few teenagers a, a bit of a, a bit of a thrill by chucking off a little line. That's a lovely story. Yeah, it really is. No, I and like I, that. I feel there's not enough, you know, you hear some odd, odd, old things about Connery. Certainly do. Yeah. Especially on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, he said, his dad says, did you get the diary? He says, yes. Yes. And then he said, did you find the second marker? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he says, it was in Alexandra. Alexandretta. Yeah. Yeah. Giddy like a schoolboy. Giddy like a schoolboy. She absolutely predicted it. She did. Mm-hmm. And then the Nazis burst in. Mm-hmm. And they say, give me the book. Yep. Oh, they get a good joke as well when they come in and they say, Dr. Jones. Mm-hmm. They both go, yes. That's lovely. Fun. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, give me the book. And he mm-hmm. says, what book? Yeah. And he says, the Grail Diary you have in your pocket. Yeah. And his dad goes, you dolt. You think he'd bring it all the way here? Yeah. You have. <laughs> should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. Perfect. Wonderful. He shouldn't though, should he? No. Like that would have been terrible. It would have been absolutely Although it would have been a very wacky film. It would have been astonishing. Imagine if that's when they do the crossover. Yeah. And suddenly it's the Marx brothers trying to get the grail back. This is the good bit where he says, Who's gonna save you, Junior? Yeah. And then he says, I told you, and then he machine guns them all to death. <laughs> it's the most looking watching it back now, it's the most shocking piece of violence like I've ever seen yeah. in a film. I've seen American History X. Yeah. And 
I think, obviously, in the in context of that, the violence is horrible. But in this, when it's until now, it's been a fun family film. Mm -hmm. Until now, has anyone died? Mm, no, no, I don't think don't so. Think so. No. so the first so from from here on, like you're just watching this kind of fun thing, and oh, he's been hit over the head. And he machine guns his men at point blank range. Yeah. in front of his dad, who I'm guessing has never seen his son murder someone before. No. His response is, I can't believe you did that. He but didn't say in Greek. No. <laughs> no. It's shocking. He, he plays it like that, though. It's quite funny. Yeah. I can't believe you've done that. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, as if what he's done is, I don't know, he's like throwing water in someone's face or something. Yeah. He's like, oh, you've ruined today. Yeah. Oh, it's like, such a lovely day. And then you went, oh, okay. Anyway, and then they move on. Yeah. He's, I mean, yeah, sure, they're Nazis. And that's that means sort of it's like zombies. They're kind of yeah. fair game for... Well, uh, in some cases, they are Nazi zombies, aren't they? They are. Not in this film. So, oh. People love Nazi zombies. They're sort of a half-Nazi zombie in this film. Oh, at the end? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we'll come to that. But yes, um, they're, they're, they're your OK people to machine gun. It's just because it's point-blank range and it's so brutal. But mm. yeah, it's very impressive. If it was Tarantino, you'd have like a close-up of blood squibs going off you constantly. really would. Yeah, yeah. It would like splashing in Sean Connery's face. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I don't know, I'm sure that uh, Indy would then like take the blood off his dad's face and then like lick it or something and it would be like... Rub know. it on his nips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that would be a comment on something. And, and then he'd use the one. N word for no reason. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but then they go back to where Elsa was. Yes. And Mr. Goggle-eyed Nazi's guy. Fantastic. Old, uh, is it a Vo Vogon? Vogon. Vogon. <laughs> He's going to read some poetry, poetry. too. Yeah. Um, yes. Ode to a piece of mould. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's threatening to kill her. Mm -hmm. And d Dad... Yeah. Says, go on, shoot her. Mm. She's a Nazi. Yeah. But he, knows. he doesn't believe her. Because he's too good, he's too trusting, isn't he? She, they said trust no one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She says, all right, all right, and he puts the gun down. Yeah. And then she gets thrown into him and she pulls the diary out of his I'm pocket. So sorry, Andy. Yeah. By the way, when he puts the gun down, yeah. I kind of think this is why, I mean, once again, our controversial opinion that Spielberg's a good director. Yeah. Because in anyone else, the shot is Indy puts the gun down. Yeah. Spielberg has decided he puts this gun down. He slides it across the table and then it destroys like a a jug, jug. and a load of things, which doesn't need to be there. But it's, it make I, I think about that shot so much. I do as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible that like for any other director, they would probably only slide it across the table or whatever. The fact yeah. it smashes all that stuff it just makes a very boring shot really interesting. I agree. And it's always worth thinking about those bits that don't need to be there, but add to just a bit of excitement and I suppose a bit of a bit of destruction. He's about to, if you're from a director's point of view, he's about to have his faith broken. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's a brilliant shot. I love it so much. Oh, he's bloody good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like this bit afterwards. He says to his dad, "How did you know she was a Nazi? Mm. She talks in her sleep." Apparently improv improv by Connery. Oh, really? Yeah. But I, what's if that's right, then yeah. Harrison Ford's reaction is amazing because he does literally a double take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. This is the kind of film where double takes are plenty. Yeah. I absolutely adore it. And when he does the second double take back at Connery, Connery looks at him like, well, you know, I am a man. Yeah, yeah, He looks yeah, really yeah. happy with himself. He almost is a face that says, well, I am Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bound to happen. Yeah. But then we find out that Donovan mm. is in with the slime of humanity. Yeah, the slimage of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh dear. Uh, because he he gets to do that classic movie trope of um, answering someone's sentence. Yes. Why did you? I knew that. Why mm. did you trust them? Yeah. Because I didn't listen to my advice. Oh, so good. Yeah, and he's in like a wing back chair. Yes. Because you can't see him. Presumably he's masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason to be sat in a wing back chair. That's right. So no one can see you. Yeah. Um, but then they find out that there are pages missing from the diary. That's exciting. That's clever of Indy. Yeah. And they say, where is it? And she says, he, he doesn't have to tell us. Brody's got them. Yes. And that's when he delivers one of the best speeches in the whole film. The hell you will. He's got a two-day head start on you, which is more than he needs. Brody's got friends in every town and village from here to the Sudan. He speaks a dozen languages, knows every local custom. He'll blend in, disappear. You'll never see him again. With any luck, he's got the grill already. Oh, does anyone here speak English? <laughs> it's one of the best cuts in cinema. History. And then he says, so. "Water? No, thank you. Fish make loving it." <laughs> I've never heard that. That's I great. I absolutely adored it when I heard it today. That's so good. <sighs> it's brilliant. I mean, I know that it's part of the thing of him becoming a bit more bumbling than we'd yeah. like, but it is a great gag. It really is. And also, it's not just a cutaway thing because there's a whole. Then there, we're into the whole scene with him and Salah. Yes, which has got another great gag in it. Uh, the run. Uh, can we see your papers? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah the Egyptian mail. I got oh, it today. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, it's here. Run. And every time he says it, Denny goes, yes. Yeah, so... Do you remember when John Reese davis was fun to watch on screen? I was just going to say this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before he shouted at women on yeah. Christian time. <laughs> it's so weird. I, like, I mean, like, I thought on um, on Lord of the Rings, he's really fun as well. and he's, he's But for some reason, he just doesn't find out what these people think politically because... Yeah, poor old Salah. Also, he, he just wants his country back. He does. <laughs> what country that is? Because he's famously sort of um, ambiguously uh, raced in a lot of things. Because he's, he's sort of, an ent. Yes, exactly. He's in the entertainment yeah. business. <laughs> he's, he's the most boring character in Lord of the Rings by about oh, 300 God, miles. The film, don't they just grind to a halt whenever the ents are on He screen? even talks really slowly as well. Oh, wizard should know better. Yeah. And it sounds like John Reese davis That's the yeah. thing. They're like We got him to play two parts. I know, because it sounds like him. What a chameleon. <laughs> yeah. Just because he looks like a tree in one of them yeah. doesn't mean he's got a different voice. No. <laughs> Why don't you just get some, another actor? They are available. They are. I think he had a bit of money on this film, to be honest, to pay someone, a voiceover artist, to come along. Also, he was in Sliders. Of course he was. There was an episode, mm. I always remember it, where he had to pretend to be Pavarotti. That is perfect. <laughs> and he, in the scene, I just remember him going, Pavarotti just speaks mm. like this. I don't speak like that at all. He was supposed to be a professor or something, wasn't he? He was. Um, I remember, yeah, Sliders is great. There was a Sliders episode where the end, it ends with them sliding to a place where everyone's naked. That was the, wow, that John Rhys-Davis must have enjoyed that. He must have really had a great time. He got to shout at naked women. Yeah. <laughs> I just want my country yeah. back! <laughs> Do you know Rodri Marston? Yes. He did a wonderful, uh, I'm going to say, a, a service. Oh, yeah. He edited John Rhys-Davis <laughs> shouting. Yeah. He goes, Whoa! Theorem. Arrows theorem. Arrows theorem. Arrows theorem. 
Amazing. You should stick it out. Yeah. If you've seen it, if you've not seen it, go and find Rodri's timeline and have a look because it is one of the funniest things ever. I mean, it turned a very horrible thing into quite a funny it thing. It does, yeah. We should point out that, like, it is. That watching that, it's a horrible piece of footage because I think. I, I used to think of Johnny Savage as quite avuncular. Yeah. But it's, he's a kind of uncle that you don't want to invite around for dinner or anything because he's, yeah, he's really sort of aggressive uh, and, and unnecessary, completely unnecessarily so. Um, so now, whenever I watch him, especially seen as he wouldn't. There's about four parts in this film that, were it made ten years later, Homage Lily would have been all over. Absolutely. This is one of them. Yeah. Probably would have done a better job, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Homage Lily would have played the Alexis L part as well. Exactly. He could have done a John Reese davis and played both. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm, it's okay, I'm wearing a beard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, John, well, I went to the Indiana Jones ride yeah. in the Universal Studios. Oh, fantastic. I think it was at Disneyland. I can't remember, one of the two. And when you go in, the mm. video that you have to watch while you're queuing yeah. is John Reese davis <laughs> as Salah doing bits. Oh. And it's really bad. Yeah. But at, the, at the same time, this was about 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. When, I was like, oh, good, it's Salah. Mm-hmm. Now I'd be like, I don't want to see Salah. <laughs> yeah. He's a shouty racist. He really is. He might not be a racist. He's certainly, he's certainly shouty. Certainly shouty. And if you, I'm guessing that was your experience of being a male in the queue. If you're a woman in the queue, maybe you get a different video and it's not as fun. Move up, woman! <laughs> there are men trying to get through! Have you even read? And then whatever that writer's <laughs> name is that he mentions. I find you've win- you're winning an argument when you shout, have you even read this thing that only I've read? Yeah. 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 I'm going to use that with American Ninja 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Next time I'm on Question Time. Very good. Would you ever go on Question Time? No. No, I wouldn't. No. Unless... No, I wouldn't. No. I think that way madness lies. Yeah, I do. There are... So, like, Nish has done Question Time. and yes. But he's, like... He can sort of back up a lot of the clever arguments he has, whereas I sort of think I'd be left struggling with the, the you know, bit of information that I want to bring out. But yeah. What if you did it though? I'd make a pact with you. Okay. Halfway through, yeah. I'd come running in a Slimer, <laughs> and I'd put a, I'd put a, a hot dog, and I don't mean a penis, a yeah, hot yeah. dog, uh, with a bun. Yeah. In your mouth, so I, you couldn't talk. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah. Because then I'd sort of come across as like uh, people would be more sympathetic towards me, and maybe more listen to the, you know, want to listen to me a bit more. I might get arrested. Like when Russell Brand dressed as a terrorist. Oh, of course. Yeah. Who was the other terrorist guy? Aaron Barshak. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He used to dress as a terrorist. Yeah. Do that now. No. No. Political <laughs> correctness gone mad. Exactly. Speaking of which. Yeah. Because aren't we about to? Uh, are we about to meet Hitler? <laughs> not yet. Oh no. Okay. No, 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 not yet. Because now Indy and his dad have been tied to a chair. Oh, sorry. The, 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 one of the best scenes in the yeah. entire film. But yes. with a, a tying technique that mm. looks like if you just kind of slid down your chair, you'd get out of. One hundred percent. Yeah. They're fine. Because at the point where they're jumping away from the fire, the rope starts riding up them. Yeah. Like they're just going to come off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's, his dad sets fire to the carpet. So there's... The, As David Bowie said, don't look at the carpet. <laughs> I've started a fire on it. <laughs> so he's got a lighter, which is a shamrock? Yeah. Is that a... A lucky charm. Yeah. Is that a reference to anything? Because obviously he's not... They've got a Scottish dad. Yeah. An American son. No Irish. Maybe the mum was Irish. Maybe the mum was Irish. Yeah. Um, Could be. And that was maybe hers. Yeah. And that's what she died by... Um, Setting fire to herself. Yeah, yeah. self In Greek! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the floor's on fire. That's, again, a very funny scene. So good. Absolutely brilliant. And he goes, Junior, yeah, Junior, yes. Mm. The floor's on fire. 
And this is when they get into the fireplace and accidentally turn it round, like yes. young Frankenstein. Oh, it's brilliant. And then he says, our situation has not improved. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a room full of Nazis, and it's a wonderful mm. comedy moment, which yeah. is pure Spielberg. Mm-hmm. The woman turns, the Nazi woman turns around, sees Indy, and Indy thinks, if I smile, it'll be yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. smiles at her, and she <laughs> smiles back, and then shouts, Alam! Love it. Yeah. That, who is, I, I should find out who that woman was because she steals that whole scene. She reminds me of, I know, I know it's not the same person, mm. but I wonder if Austin Powers is based on her. Right, not yeah. Austin the, Powers, the character. The I mean, character, was, yes. Was she Frau Bissamel? Yeah. <laughs> Frau Bissamel. Yeah. Frau, um, I, can't, I can't remember her name. No. Oh, no. People we are going to be. Yeah, knows. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, Brody has been snatched. Yes. As we were talking about Salah before we went into yeah. his uh, Have You Ever Read? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, the, uh, Donovan finds out that Brody's been. Recovered. Yes. And then he says that the Germany's declared war on the Jones boys. I love that. Because it's the first time that you sort of think of them as boys. It's quite odd to think of a father and son as both boys. Yeah. But uh, I quite like it because he's not older than either of them. He's not like so old that he can look, you know, be older and have that sort of imperious thing over them. So, yeah, it's quite strange that he refers to... It's Sean. quite a 30s thing as well, wasn't it? All Is the it? boys. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a thing that you'd say about people, backroom boys and That's things. That's true. It's nice. It's a nice yeah. bit of authentic uh, 30s chat. Yeah, mm. it's good. Uh, and then they go on a motorbike chase. Oh, I love this motorbike chase. It's good. It's so good. I love it because all the way through, his dad disapproves of everything he does. Yes, yeah. He literally takes a guy out with, with a, uh, you know, a, what's the, it called? The Lance thing? Lance, yeah, 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 yeah. And as he turns around to look for approval, his dad just takes out his pocket watch and winds it. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, so good. So brilliant. And I don't know how much of that was Connery, because there's a lot of really good... Because he's obviously he's got his case with him, and that mm. keeps on scuffing across the ground. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that was... But Connery seems to be quite game for a lot of that. I suppose he's just sat in a sidecar. There's not a lot that can go wrong. Yeah. Um, there's, there's probably quite a lot of freedom if you're a supporting actor rather than the main actor. Yes. When you And you spent all those years playing Bond. Yeah. And someone said, you're going to do a film where you're just like the sidekick. Yeah. There's probably quite quite freeing experience. I, w- I sort of feel that way with Connery, where, uh, to go earnest for a second, mm. not really. Um, but well, just goes camping. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, if if he'd chosen the Kane route, because Michael Kane sort of is, is still a leading man, but often more will turn up in like very good supporting parts, yeah. like in Children of Men and, and those type of films, that if Connery wanted to actually, once he'd done this, go just be, I'm going to be the psychic, I'm going to be the sort of do cameo stuff, as opposed to what happened, which is he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which he was at the the sort of the centre of yeah. and didn't enjoy it you sort no. of think oh you, do, you didn't need to be the you've been the leading man for 30 years go and have some fun playing like scene stealing parts in other people's films yeah. um, and I think that is just a shame that we're probably robbed of about sort of 10 or so years of him doing really fun stuff like that which he, I suppose he sort of did in The Rock as well but yeah yeah and um, Untouchables yeah 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 but then he does things like Entrapment was it Entrapment with yes. him and Zeta Jones where mm. he's eyeing up her ass and he's about 70 years old yeah that was that was what they say. I'm the world's greatest cat burglar. <laughs> um, did you know? I think it's. Uh, I think I'm right in saying that mm. Harrison Ford's only like 12 years younger. He than is. Him. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not ruling out that Connery could. Mm. <laughs> that mm. Connery could have lost his virginity at 12, and that would have sired a child. But uh, yeah, it just seems a bit unlikely that Dr. Henry Jones would have done that. I think. Yeah. Mm. He wouldn't have got his doctorate with a child. No. <laughs> Um, so they, they, they get away from all the motorbikes. So and, I just thought maybe he asked someone for their, you know, so they asked him his age and he said it in Greek and so they didn't understand. Of course. Mm. So yeah. there you go. That's how it happened. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they get away from all the motorbikes and yeah. his dad says, we've got to go to Berlin and get the diary. Yeah. And he says, we don't need the diary. Marcus has got the pages. Mm-hmm. There's more in the diary than just the pages. Yes, and he's referring to the clues of how to... Uh, 
to get through the, the maze, the kind Three of... Three tests. Yes, the crystal maze of... Um, of whatever it is, of Indiana the Indiana Jones and the crystal maze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when they arrive in Berlin, mm-hmm. this is where Mr. Bronson is Hitler. Yes! And they're having a book burning. And did you notice the other great cameo here? No. Playing Himmler yeah. is Ronald Lacey. Really? Who was the Nazi from Raiders of the Lost He Dark. was. The, yeah. um, and the baby-eating Bishop of Bath and Wells. Exactly. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. A pervert. Yeah. <laughs> Is he... Um, he's not my favourite... Um, it's Michael Sheard, isn't it? Michael Sheard. Yeah. Uh, better known as Marcus Gowan's brother from The Pyramids of Mars and the headmaster from Remembrance of the Daleks. Of course. Um, but my favourite Hitler on screen is in... Is it Valkyrie? Valkyrie? Yep. Uh, do you know who the uh, the Hitler is in Valkyrie? Who, it's Tom Eric Cruise? Slate from Ch- Chalk. Yes. Yeah. It's Mr. David Bamber. Yes. Uh, of uh, many of your favourite gifts fame. Yes. Um, yes. It's, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. I said I said Slate. It's Slat. Slat. S L A T T. Yeah, yeah. I love Chalk. It's absolutely astonishing. It's Stephen Moffat's best work. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Because the second series, you find out that everyone's his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Even the it's women, so yeah, 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 and, and he has to marry Riversong. Yeah, <laughs> it's lovely. I genuinely, any chance I can get to mention how I, I wrote a radio thing uh, recently, and I, I, we got Nicola Walker for it, and oh. I was absolutely delighted because yeah, I'm a huge fan of Chalk. I think. It's, oh, you're you're the you're the other one. Yeah, yeah. I've not met anyone else who's ever seen I it. I got the first series on DVD. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I had it on DVD, and I lent it to someone. I mean, they never gave it back. Oh no. Anyway, uh, um, <laughs> I'm glad a little diversion there into chalk. Have, yes. have you seen Camping? Uh, the Julia Davis sitcom. David uh, yes, in that, he and is. you see his penis. You do, <laughs> and he's got like a six pack. He's absolutely ripped. Yes, it, the David Bamber being ripped is one of my favourite things yes. ever. It's really funny. Yeah, he's also a very good Hitler because he does the hand thing. Oh, yeah, Hitler that? had the shaky hand thing. Oh, really? When he keeps stroking his hair. Yeah. The best ones are the Robert Carlyle as Hitler. Yeah, what's that in? It's, it was a mini series. I think it was just called like Hitler, Rise, yeah, yeah. Of, Rise of Hitler. Hitler, Hitler, Rise of Hitler. And uh, there's a great scene where he's he's shaving yeah. and he realises that he could just he'd leave a moustache there. Oh, no. And so you see him, it's like George Lucas has directed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's thought, oh, I'll have this. Charlie Chaplin moustache. There's a, a, a miniseries which was like a rude version of The Twilight Zone called Perversions of Science. Right. And in it, there is, it's in the future and there, there, there are criminals and the criminals are sent back in time as punishment. Uh, for, and they're the worst criminal of all time. And it's the, uh, who's the guy who is in, oh no, I'm so sorry, who's, he tries to kill Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. Um, uh, David Warner? David Warner. And it's David <coughs> Warner and David Warner is dealing with this prisoner and it's a very long episode, but at the end, they're, they're shaving this prisoner who's had a beard all the way through and you don't see the prisoner but you see David Warner go leave that bit it amuses me and oh. then they cut to and it's Hitler being sent back like fully <sighs> created Hitler being sent back in time it's an it's an odd thing so what you're saying is David Warner is responsible for Hitler that's basically what I'm saying well, he should be arrested immediately <laughs> I mean for many for many reasons if not his, uh, his underwhelming cameo in Scream 2 I love David Warner that is I it? love David Warner he's brilliant he was brilliant in the, he was probably one of the best things about the League of Gentlemen film uh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. Apart from mm. the man who had the scroll up his bum. Yeah, <laughs> is that Simon Pegg? No, I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah. When they take it out, he goes, "Oh, yeah, yeah." <laughs> That's one of my favourite bits in yeah. cinema ever. In fact, if I wasn't, ch- if I hadn't chosen this film, I probably, if it would have counted as an action film, I probably would have chosen Time Bandits, <sighs> which David Warner is once again. It's oh. a brilliant performance. Amazing. Mm. Um, 
So they're at the book burning. Yep. With Bronson and uh, Ron- the Bush of a Bath and Wells. Yes. And one of my favourite bits, I keep saying that, but I love this film, so I can't help it. Yeah. But is when he's he gets the book back from Elsa mm-hmm. and has a go at her, saying yeah. she's a Philistine. Yeah. Uh, but she says she's not. Mm-hmm. Don't believe her. Yep. Uh, he goes away with the book and he says to his dad, who's just standing there yeah, yeah. under the Nazis, like watching. Yeah. And he goes, let's get the hell out of here. But mm-hmm. they get pushed with the crowd. Yes. And he becomes he comes face to face with Hitler. Oh my God. And Hitler looks at the book and you're mm. thinking, oh no, he's going to get the diary. Yeah. And he signs it. Absolutely brilliant. Amazing. It's so good. Um, and it's a nice thing that you his sort of arrogance undoes him in that moment where he could that's all over and then the Nazis get the the grail and everything's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because Hitler's such a goddamn egotist, twit. Yes, I think yeah. we, I mean that's. I'm sorry to shock yeah. you. <laughs> this yeah. is the podcast telling you Hitler wasn't great and Spielberg's a good director. So, yeah, um, and Spielberg's no fan of Hitler. I, I mean, I, I can't think why, but no. Uh, yeah. No. No, perhaps so, he'll do a film about it one day. Maybe. It'll be like, basically, the way that... Because this was in a very sort of interesting time, Hitler is sort of in this a buffoon, right? That's how you... You don't you don't bring with him the weight of everything that Hitler did. You When he's presented on screen and things like this, he's a buffoon. Have you seen the trailer for the film The Queen's Corgi? I've seen posters for it, and right. that's enough. Okay. Yeah. Because it's Trump... The whole thing is Trump visits the Queen in that film. Really? Yeah. It's a kid's film, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like it feels now because like because there are actual in the in, you know when you see Hitler there are swast- and it's swastics and everything and it doesn't play down any of the awfulness of what was but he's a buffoon yeah. but seeing the way that Trump is portrayed as like a CGI buffoon feels so distasteful in a way that this doesn't yes. it's just such a even you know the the disparity of what they all actually achieved and did it still feels stranger to see Trump being treated like oh, a big comedy character as opposed to. Imagine taking your kids to see that. I know, I know, I know. I haven't seen it, to be fair, but based on the trailer, I was just a bit like, oh, and uh, uh, his wife, Melania's a character in it as well. Oh it's, it's such an odd decision. Oh, anyway. my God. Still, you know, James Cameron, he'll never learn, will he? Yeah. Uh, but they get on an airship yes. to get out of Berlin. And now we get a, a completion mm-hmm. because... When the bog- boggle-eyed Nazi comes on, yeah. Vogon, <laughs> with him is Pat Roach. But his scene was deleted, but you oh, see him walking in. Right. So that means he's been in all three. That's amazing. Isn't it? Oh. And, and in one film, he's in it twice. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Raiders of the Lost Ark twice. Oh, wow. He's one, when, they're, when, Raid, when they go into Marion's bar at the beginning, yeah, yeah. he fights all those heavies. Mm. The biggest one is Pat Roach with a big beard on. That's incredible. And then later on, he's the bald Nazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in, obviously in Temple of Doom, he's, he's browned up. Yeah. Uh, oh, know, dear. It's a bit sad. Yeah. And then, yeah, in this, he's playing a big Nazi with a moustache. Oh, and, and there's a deleted scene with him in India. When he gets the jacket, you know, when he goes around yeah, to get yeah, to, yeah. before he gets there, he has a big fight with him and knocks him out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the uh, Vogons come onto the ship, yes. and he sees Henry reading his paper. Does the old gets the baton and, and brings it down? That's per- that's a lovely bit of comedy Fair acting. Jones. Mm. But uh, Indy, meanwhile, is going around in the background wearing this coat. Yes, which makes him invisible, asking for tickets. Yeah, and doing it in quite a convincing German accent. To be fair to Harry, yes. Uh, but then he goes and asks the Nazi mm-hmm. for his ticket, and he turns around and he does a great double take. Oh, it's so good because he's got those eyes, so he yeah. can properly sell it. Yeah. And then he knocks him out and throws him out of the window. Which is not a a reasonable reaction to not having a ticket, but... But which is funny in itself. However, he then just says, 
no ticket yeah. in a really angry way. Yeah. And then everybody starts waving their, their tickets, tickets around. Fucking genius. It's so good. Uh, which was mirrored. Do you know what film that references that scene? No. Dogma. It's the film Dogma. The Kevin oh, yes. Smith film Dogma yes. when he chucks him off. He chucks someone, I think, train. a demon off the train and then says no ticket. So I think it's his only like Kevin Smith's only line in that film and it's uh, it's an absolute treat. Yeah. Yeah. The more you see Kevin Smith when he doesn't talk, it's better. <laughs> really, I think he talks too much. He loves he loves the sound of his own voice. Uh, yeah. As two people currently doing a podcast, I'm I'm reticent to criticise him too much. Well, I think he's scum. <laughs> no, I don't. I listen. He's to the Schleimer of yeah. <laughs> he's a goose stepping moron. Um, so his dad's now re-reviewing his Grail diary, yes. and then he's trying to have a conversation with him. Oh, it's lovely. Because they never talk, and this yeah. is the scene we talked about off air. Yes, I think this is the scene. I might be wrong. Correct me, but I think this is written by Tom Stoppard. Yeah. Yes. And it's a beautiful scene it's about how horrible. they never talked. Yeah. So he puts the book down, he turns his iPhone off, <laughs> and he says, right, let's talk. Yeah. And he says, well, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Well, what are you complaining about? <laughs> it's, it says so much in so few words about father-son relationships, um, about how actually you get the feeling that they did have a relationship and it was through this, the, the, the diary and things like that. I, I can actually, I, a lot of my conversation with my dad are about like quizzes. We mm-hmm. love doing quizzes, that's things nice. like that. And it's, I think that's how I'd characterize a lot of our relationship. And so in a similar way, this kind of, the fact that they have this shared passion for things is what makes them connected. It's not being open and talking and things like that. And I think it's a, it absolutely nails it. It's a lovely scene. And also the line, you left when you were just, when you were becoming interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heartbreaking and brilliant. And then we find out from this conversation that the, the mother died. Yes. And then he said, your mum, mum, mom never understood it either. Yeah, yeah. Yes, she did. Yeah. Um, she hid her illness from me. And we only, so I don't know what the minute time is of when they have this conversation, but isn't it weird that you don't need to know that? All this thing about exposition is yeah. like, you can find that out midway through the film. Well, you know she's not in the picture, and then you find out later. You don't need everything front-ended. So you go, like, so he's there going, in Greek! Yeah. And then him saying, Mum's dead. Schleimer from Ghostbusters. <laughs> I think these days, I, mean, I hate to be one of those people that it says, these days, it's not as good. Right, I yeah, don't yeah. think it'll be handled as well these days. I've, basically, when I see brilliantly written films, you see how they see how they do do it. I think the, the trouble is that maybe there's just a dearth of a lot of adequate action films yeah. um, that don't worry about these kind of details as much as, as other ones because I've seen I can't remember one recently I saw but like it's very elegantly done there's a film called um, oh, the, I just saw Booksmarts and, which is a lovely oh, yeah, a yeah. small little film but basically the, the parentage of one of the characters is never explored you just kind of accept it and that, I thought that was quite ha- deftly handled so mm. uh, yeah I get the thing that you just notice it when it's done perfectly I think they, get, they have to get off the plane because just they're talking they notice the jet ships turning around yes not jet ship airship the, uh, yeah the dirig- or the dirigible or whatever it is yeah. which is another Spielberg tactic of using a glass to signify some yes. significant change as well I the love shadow that motif. just turns around yeah, yeah. beautiful and it means there's a dinosaur coming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so they get in a plane yeah. and fly off. Wonderful stuff. I can fly this. Fly, yes. Land, no. Perfect. Yeah. And the, the, Henry shoots the plane. It'd be a great 11 o'clock gag. Oh, the great. What's happening at 11 o'clock? Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Well, I mean, basically, they're, they're then put in a plane and they just do all the gags that you can do with having a plane, shooting the back and all that stuff. And there's, there's a, when, they, when they land and get off and the plane shoots at them and Henry goes, they're trying to kill us. Yeah. I know, Dad. <laughs> that was in the trailer and I saw the trailer a lot when it came out. Yeah, yeah. So I used to be obsessed with watching the top 10. Oh, yes. So yeah, I'd always see the trailers. Mm-hmm. And it's that bit where he says, oh, it's a new experience for me. Yeah. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. It's great. So good. And then they 
go up there, they steal a car, mm-hmm. and a plane chases them, and yeah. then they, they, they end up on a beach. One of the plane blows up. Yeah. And then his dad suddenly remembers my Charlotte. Suddenly remember my, my army be the, uh, what is it? The, the fish rocks. And, the and rocks the... and the birds that fly. Yeah. And so he does this weird little... And they all fly up. And he kills loads of birds. Hundreds of them, yeah. Hundreds of birds, which is not great. But no. um, luckily, it's enough for the uh, the Nazi to get panicked and just, abs- and just kamikaze himself. Yeah. Because once you've been hit by a few birds, if, if that Nazi had been Sully... Uh, mm. <laughs> then you know it would have been a very different film. Yes, he would have been like, I can actually land this properly, as yeah. it was. Or if Sully had been flying that plane, if if that Nazi had been driving Sully's plane, then he would have just been like, I can't deal with this, and just driven it into uh, the, the Hudson. The Hudson, which is what happened. I'll tell you what, landing a plane on the Hudson, mm. plane sailing, <laughs> very nice. Hey. Hey. Uh, for a minute though, when you were talking about Sully, I was thinking of the monster for monster thing. <laughs> Thinking, well, what's he got to do? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Um, so they, they, then we see Alexei sail. Yes. Because they're, they're, they're basically saying to him, all the Nazis are saying to him, look, we need to go to this temple and fuck up some shit. Yeah. Sorry about that. Here's <laughs> some gold. Yeah. And Not he interested. says, oh, Rolls Royce. Mm. Rolls Royce Phantom 2. Yeah. Mm. Is that <laughs> Which, okay? Is that okay an accent to do? Because it's yeah. not really no, from no, anywhere, is it? You're not being racist. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Right. And again, this would be uh, Omid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Omid Jalili would, yeah. uh, would have done this. Uh, and before that, it would have been Nadim Sawala. Of course. He used yeah, to play yeah. Rent an Arab in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, or actually, uh, and who's the guy who's in every Pixar film who is 100% white, um, who's in Cheers? Uh, oh, uh, John Ratzenberg. John Ratzenberg used to do loads of those as well, really, yes. really troublingly. Yeah. Um, but that is it. We end up with the DJ from Revelation of the Daleks. We do. <laughs> Which is always fun. Which is his greatest role. Yes. Yeah. He's absolutely incredible. And he um, uh, it's another one from from Spielberg. Yeah. It's another one shot. And it's just really funny. It's a lovely little... The keys are in the ignition, mm. your highness. I even like the colour. <laughs> it's great. It's uh, a lovely little scene. Uh, oh, and... Um, there's also a great joke at the end because mm. he's Alexis Selgate. When he gets to the car, he goes, "You will have camels, horses, all my men, and tanks." <laughs> and he goes, "You're welcome." <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that as a joke. That's a brilliant. I joke. thought the joke was that tank. You only want the tanks, surely. Like that. Yeah. All that. That's the headliner, and you left it till last. Yeah. I thought that was the thing. I didn't know that. That. That's great. It's a great joke. It's a great joke. The, the, basically, all the Nazis are coming around the corner. Yeah. Where they got the trucks and the mm-hmm. tanks, you're welcome, yeah. <laughs> and horses and everything. Mm-hmm. And he, again, is thinking on his feet. Yeah. He says to his dad, wait here. And he says to Salah, we'll go and get some horses. Yeah. We'll sort out some transport. And then he says, where is Marcus? And then he says, he's in the belly of that steel beast. Which is, he knows what a tank he is. He knows what a tank yeah. is. <laughs> is he just playing that up for the tourists or something? This is why I don't understand, because the tanks look like they're from the First World War. Yeah. And, and you'd act like that if it was the First World yeah. War when you saw a tank, because they yeah. were new. never seen one before. But this is 1938. He'd, yeah. I mean, also, you just know what a car... You know a car is and sort of be able to at least get some context uh, from that, so... It's because he was too busy spending all his time <laughs> shouting at women. He was. He didn't he even notice tanks. <laughs> also, probably the fact that these tanks are... I, I'm guessing they just had whatever tanks were available, like, yeah. for filming, because... Later on, when the tank goes down the cliff, there's about four different tanks that actually yeah, make that fall, aren't there? Definitely. Mm. So this is the, another funny bit yeah. where Indy says to Salah, get some horses. Mm-hmm. And I don't want any camels. Yes. Then he gets loads of camels. I said no camels. Mm. That's four camels. Yeah. <laughs> and he's getting them because these cars, his, his brother-in-law's, that car belonged to my brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. been blown up by the Nazis. Lovely stuff. Four um, camels, of course, my favourite T. Ronnie sketch. It's, it's brilliant, isn't it? Love it. Camels so. for four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Thor. 
could have been Thor's camels. <laughs> Thor's camels. <laughs> and he could have had Chris Hemsworth with him. Yeah. Camels for Thor. That would have been, I think that works. Yeah. Is it too late to get uh, whoever it was, David Renwick or whoever, to, uh, to rewrite it? That's a Ronnie Barker. Is that a Ronnie Barker? Or what was his pseudonym? Um, Gerald Wiley. Yes. That's a Gerald Wiley So sketch. it is too late, sadly. I love that story about how everyone's like, oh, well, you see, the thing is, Ronnie Barker, right, he'd write as Gerald Wiley, mm. and he'd put it in the pile thinking no one would use it. And I bet if they didn't use it, he'd probably just put it back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like everyone was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. You can guarantee at the meeting, uh, Ronnie Barker was there going, can you read that? Just read that Wiley sketch again. No, 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 I just I, I like his it. Gerald Wiley. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, it just really chimes with me, and I think we, this guy has some talent, guys. So, I think we uh, should pay him loads of money. <laughs> Do you know his address? It's a post office box. <laughs> oh, don't, don't know anything just about say, him. Just send a, an envelope for the cash. He'll yeah. get it. He'll get it. I, I tell you what, give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure it gets to him. He's a genius, though. Yeah. Gerald Wheelie. <laughs> Will you stop going on about him? Yeah. Probably sexy too. Just, I just think he's a sexy guy. I just, just reading these pages, he's got a huge cock, yeah. <laughs> massive. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So Indy goes on this excellent action sequence. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's um, so good. So there's loads. Of, like there's all every beat, something fun is happening. It's mm. the rock in the thing which makes him go Daffy Duck. Yeah. There's the rock in the cannon which does a proper Daffy Duck cannon. Yeah. Which is really fun. He also shoots all the four Nazis at once. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. That's a great shot. It's really good. Yeah. And weirdly, it shows the kind of the the way that Spielberg can think visually because I think and I don't want to drag the tone of the podcast down, but there's a similar shooting many people in Schindler's List. You're right. And so it's like the same idea explored in both horror, you know, the horror of that and also the comedy of this. And it's the same idea. And I quite like the fact that Spielberg's able to think in those two different... You well, know, he's not afraid to do that because yes. in 1941, mm-hmm. Christopher Lee's in it as a German officer. Right. There's a joke where he comes into the submarine. Mm-hmm. He takes, he um, pulls out like a nunchuck thing. Yeah. And he puts it all together, and it's oh sorry, he puts it all together. It turns into a coat hanger, right? And then he hangs his joke, his uh, coat on it. Yeah, yeah. And because no one really liked 1941, <laughs> I guess he figured no one watched it. Yeah, he did it again and wrote oh, his nice. last Nice. There you go. Yeah. So he's he's sort of reusing ideas, and sometimes as comedy, sometimes to sort of exemplify the horror of something. But well, it's, it's really sometimes it's comedy, and sometimes yeah. it's tragedy. There you go. Yeah. Comedy plus time. Because Schindler's List is tragedy. <laughs> yes. There's no comedy in it. There is not. There is not any comedy. No. Right, I'd say that's a tonally. That's a good choice. Yeah, you can't do a comedy. Jerry Lewis tried. Ooh. Didn't work. We'll do that podcast if we can get hold of it. We'll go to the vaults. I'm where surprised it's not out because he's dead now. Yeah, I think uh, um, Harry Shearer has a copy, doesn't he? Yeah. So we'll get Shearer on. Yeah. We'll watch it and we'll. we'll he lives in England now. Surely he's he does. available. He's been on um, Alex Lowe's podcast. Hasn't really? He? Yeah. I, I really like Harry Shearer. Yeah. I do. I think he'd do a good... We'll go get him in. There's a chair there. There's a chair there. We could have him in. He could do all, get him to do all these voices. All of them. He doesn't spend enough time in do front you know of the Star Wars? No. Yes, he um, he's a, he voices some of the stormtroopers. Oh, really? Yep. That's amazing. What, in the, the original Star Wars? In the original, New Hope. So, like like Bill Hader is... Um, uh, BB-8. BB-8, along with Ben Schwartz. Yes. Yes. So they, yeah. Use the Schwartz. <laughs> May the Schwartz be with you. Sorry. Um, let's get back on subject. Um, yeah. So, long story over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tank goes over the cliff with Vogon and Indy fighting on top of it. And he's got he's got that rictus grip, Vogon, that means he never lets go of the turret of the uh, the yeah. tank, even when it, he's clearly dead. Spielberg was obviously very interested in this shot in this film because he used it twice. Right. Where someone comes towards the camera very quickly. Yeah. Via a blue screen. It yeah. happens with the Spitfire as well. I'm not the Spitfire, the, the Messerschmitt. Yes. When it starts shooting Indy, we go through the target 
right into the man's face. Fantastic. And when the tank's falling off the cliff, we get right into his face. And if you watch carefully, you can mm. see the Vogon's dummy yeah. fall out of the turret and roll down the hill with the tank. I always quite enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I always think, yeah, die, you fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't that the Richter's thing? So he's, he never lets go. He's yeah. sort of stuck to it in a weird way. And that would be a horrible way to die. It's like... It's like autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, let's face it, all, all Nazis were into that, so that makes all sense. All of them. Um, there's also just, uh, I know that we're, we're speeding through, but the, the bit where his satchel is caught on the, gu- on the, the gun, the muzzle yes, of the gun. Yes, Oh, that's great. And he gets dragged into the cliff. Yeah. He could easily, that, it's just a satchel, and he could easily just loop that over his head. and It's got all his lube in it. <laughs> he doesn't want to let go. No. It's got all of Chewbacca's lube. It's he doesn't all... want to lose it. And his poor mags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his lube backer. As he calls it, he's Holy Grail. Nice. It's the Holy Grail of porn, he says. <laughs> um, That's the jizz mag of a carpenter. Nazis' wives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, and, but as the as the tank goes over, yeah. and you know Indy's in trouble because his hat flies off. Whenever Indy doesn't have his hat, mm. something's awry. And when he's a baddie in Temple of Doom, no hat. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, um, and that's great. So his father has a moment of grieving. He Not says, enough grieving. He says, "I lost him. I never told him anything." Do you reckon that was because you'd think, "Oh, I never told him I loved him," but it's more because they share an intellectual passion. Yes. It's more about sharing knowledge than love. Also, he's a man that couldn't say love. I don't think. No, and that's reflected because when Indy eventually, there's a great comedy moment again. Mm. They're all looking over the cliff. Yeah, he turns up and is like, "What are you all looking at?" Yeah, and then yeah, Sean. T- oh, sorry, Sean. I won't call him Sean. <laughs> Henry turns around, sees him, embraces mm. him. Yeah, and then composes himself. Yes, and is like, <clears throat> <laughs> and then just lets him drop to the floor. Yeah, and he goes, "Come on." And an indie sitting there, and you get a lovely little taste of the music, and his hat, hat rolls. blows in. It's perfect. Oh. That's all the first sort of fan service things that, yeah, that you want, and you don't feel pandering. It's just little kind of moments like that. It's lovely. So they end up at the Canyon um, of the Crescent Moon. Canyon of the Crescent Moon, which is actually Petra. Yeah. Yeah. The dog from Blue Peter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Petra. Yeah, and you. I think so. There was a website a couple of years ago. I think you went there. Yeah. And it's all exactly the same. It, yeah, I think I, I know. It's been there for a lot of many years. It's been. Oh yeah, and it still looks absolutely incredible. Yeah. Mm. So they're there. Um, in fact, I think my uh, my fiance went there recently and has some pictures. And I was sort of really. She was loving it because she loves archaeology, and I was loving it because she was on a film set. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but they go inside and the. Um, the, the Nazis have sent two men in to do the tests. Yes. But they've both been decapitated. So we know there's something... I feel like they could have done more to sort of give a clue as to what's been going on in there. So yeah. like, by the way, oh, OK, now I'm here. There's some wind. Yeah. A head rolls out, um, yeah. <laughs> which for children is quite disturbing. That's quite scary. I watched this with my children, yeah. who were six and eight. How did they respond? They didn't. They thought the head rolling out was quite funny. Okay, but they were terrified by uh, Donovan's death. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know any of the people whose head gets cut. They're very no. expendable, aren't they? So yeah. they. Um, but they there's three tests, there. and um, Donovan tells Indy he's going to go in and do them, and he's like, yeah. "No, I'm not." Yeah. Yeah. So he shoots, shoots his, his dad. Son. Is this a bit where Donovan says, "They say I didn't know you were in league with the Nazis," and he says, "Nazis," and then I think he says, "Is that the limit of Eurovision?" <laughs> He says your imagination. Is it? Yeah, yeah, but Eurovision's better. <laughs> In my head, it's Nazis. Is that the limit of Eurovision? Did the Nazis do Eurovision when they were in, or did they get kicked out? They were beaten by Jesse Owens, famously, and that what was what re- yeah, Hitler was really angry. Because he did that salute, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, at the end. Wasn't, wasn't it... Um, the Berlin Eurovision famous. Waterloo, he did. <laughs> yeah. No, it was making your mind up because yeah, he, he whipped off his skirt at the yeah. end. The fastest man ever at that point to whip off his skirt. That's amazing. Yeah, and yeah. it showed that obviously uh, Aryans weren't the master race. And um, Absolutely not. Mm. No, absolutely. And Experience. making your mind up is quite a banger, if you yeah. don't mind me saying so. He absolutely nailed it. Yeah. 
why aren't we writing songs like this? <laughs> so then, then there's a whole kind of uh, league of Nazis that was sent out to just write uh, pop bangers mm. in the uh, in the forties. They were called Stock Aikman and Waterman. <laughs> Wasserman. Wasserman. <laughs> uh, this is Sonia and Kylie Minogue. Jason Donovan. Um, uh, so there's three tests you have to yes. do. So Indy goes to do them, right? Yeah. First one is the penitent man. Because famously, mm. the penitent man dodges saw blades. <laughs> he does. The penitent man kneels and forward rolls. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he does. He does. He says, kneels before God. It does a forward roll. Yeah. But uh, there's a nice little touch here because as he's doing it all, Sean's lying on the floor with blood coming out. Yes. Mouthing yeah. at the penitent man. And then he puts the rope round to help the uh, to help yep. the Nazis get through, which feels very generous. Well, he has to. No, I suppose otherwise, otherwise they might you know, bugger his dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the next one is the Word of God. The Word of God, which is sort of like Extreme Scrabble meets the Goonies, because <laughs> you have to really spell is. out the name of God on these rocks. But yes, there's a trap there mm. because Behova begins with an I. It does in that alphabet, which does beg the question: If you were to break off all of the letters around an actual letter, would it just float in midair? I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. No, we, we never find out. No. And then the next one is um, the path of God. The path of God. Which is a corporate trust exercise. <laughs> it really is. It's the easiest to pass because if you if you didn't really care and you just sort of went out, almost the worst thing you can do is leap. Because mm. by leaping, you just land face face down on, on your on your face, yeah. as you would do when you as land you, face as down. As you would, yeah. Um, whereas what he does is sort of does this very uh, trepidatious step. But it's fine because it's a it's a bridge that's clearly visible. <laughs> yes, only when they make they do the favour of moving the camera so yes. you can really see it. I love that. It's I great. absolutely love that. It's like one of those Athena posters or something. Yeah, yeah. They move it back and it again becomes invisible. It's gone. But I wonder what it yeah. looks like because we see it from our point of view, which makes it invisible. Yeah. From Indy's point of view, it must be quite. It must be like when you watch um, football and all of the signs are sort of rejigged for for the TV. Yes. So they're all slightly elongated. Yes. So it must look a bit strange from his point of view. But he puts sand on it so the Nazis can get through. Thank goodness. Thank God for him. <laughs> and then he meets the knight, who must be bored out of his fucking oh mind. Oh, my God. He's, how long has he been there? 500 years? 500 years. He's still spry. He's yeah. still up for a fight, which he's, is good. He's reasonably old. Yeah. <laughs> like most but... English people abroad, he's still, still <laughs> sparring for a fight. Yeah, he brings his choppy sword up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and But he's got no telly. No, God. No pornography. No. He's just surrounded by grails. What? I mean, oh dear. Let's not have to go any got He's tried all of those grails as a hat at least once. At least once. Yeah. yeah. And other stuff. He probably named them all like Wilson. From <laughs> yeah. No, not that one. That's Steve. <laughs> That's probably his orchestra that he thinks there. He like conducts them of a night. It's a small world after all. Um, but so Donovan comes in. Yes. And he says, I'm going to choose the grail. Yeah. And he says to Elsa, I'm not a historian or an arch mm. uh, not an architect, archaeologist. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to help me. Yeah. And so because she's she doesn't like him. Yeah. So she picks the most flashiest, goldest one <laughs> and gives it to him. And he goes, mm. oh, great. And he goes, oh, I've now got eternal life. Yeah. And he goes up to the water, water. which he doesn't realise is the night's toilet. <laughs> I mean, where else is he going to go? Exactly. Just in there. Yeah, there must be a corner somewhere, like a pile of dung, like like the elephant foot in Chernobyl. <laughs> just pissed yeah. shit. For a, uh, for a second there, um, the, the knight is like, oh, don't add... And yeah. then he's, he's like, it's too far. He's like, never mind, never mind. <laughs> what is it? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. He, he knows it's the wrong grail. He knows he won't have to explain it, yeah. so he's, uh, he's out there. He just has to... He's like the uh, bridge keeper in Holy Grail. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> you choose, chose poorly yeah. to his skeleton. Yeah. But anyway, so Donovan drinks it and he then... Turns into 
Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> Literally, you wrote down, he turns into Christopher Lloyd. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. And then explodes. He does. Which is how Christopher Lloyd's going to go. <laughs> really, he'll turn into a skeleton and then explode. And that's exactly <laughs> what he deserves. He's love. I love Christopher uh, Lloyd so much. Too. He hasn't got a coffin. They've just got a bucket, uh, a dustpan and brush. Yeah, <laughs> just sweep him up. Off yeah. he goes. Uh, yeah, his last words are Marty. <laughs> oh, great Scott. Yeah. Uh, but then Indy has to choose the cup, and he chooses mm. the cup of a carpenter. It's lovely. Which is makes ca- a lot of Karen's. sense. <laughs> but what I'm confused about is because mm. Indy drinks from it to test it. Yeah. Does that mean he's now immortal? Uh, I think don't you, I can't remember where I read this. Don't you stay immortal if you stay within the confines? So you have of the, to stay in that room. Yes. Fuck so as soon as exactly. Yeah. So that's why that guy's immortal. But anyone else? The knight's probably thinking, oh, good, he's going to stay with me, yeah. and we can have sex. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, no. I've got balls the size of watermelons. <laughs> Sadly, he's off. I'm going to save my dad. The knight might die of the gush. <laughs> Ever ejaculated. This is the gush. I'd imagine he's keeping himself chased for I don't know what actually. He's probably still there now, which is quite sad. He probably. Well, no one can find him now because someone fucked up his house. Oh, yeah. And they lost the grail. No point going back there. Does it not reset? I feel like it's a bit like in a video game when you sort of go out of a room and then go back in and it's reset. Imag- when you he know, goes back in, the grail just flashes. Boop, 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 and goes back to the shelf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, back again. Okay. So then they leave. Yeah. And they pour the water on Sean's tummy. Yeah, and he goes, the bullet goes. It looks painful. And then they get him to drink it. Yeah, yeah, just for propulsion braces. It tastes like night sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's fine. And then Elsa takes it because yeah. the knight says, "Don't go, go, don't, don't go beyond the seal." No. And there's actually a seal there with a ball. <laughs> Singing kiss from a rose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just to cover all the bases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but she goes past it and the whole temple collapses. Yes. But, it's ours, Indy. Yours and mine. Oh, this is this is another nice moment. Not when she dies. No. Fuck her. Mm. Uh, she falls down a crevice, tries to get the grail because Indy's holding her hand. And he's yes. saying, he calls her honey, which is quite oh, nice. Yeah, it's nice. I can't hold you, honey. Because he still loves her. Yeah. But because she won't, Stop going after Grails. She slips and goes. She falls down into the the sort of the crash mat covered in dry ice. Yes. She falls down the same place as the lady from Superman 2. <laughs> yeah. So presumably she's going to get arrested by the Arctic police. Yes. In the director's cut. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to say that. Mm-hmm. And then Indy gets dropped down there so as well. So it crumbles, yeah. but in crumbling, somehow he's closer to the Grail than she was. Or he has a bigger arm span. But he's got longer arms. Yeah, so he's able to, because he can touch it. She wasn't he able just, to touch it. He was touchy. But what is beautiful about this moment yeah. is that who is it who tells him to let it go it's his dad it's his dad who's been obsessed with it his whole life yeah I think that's a beautiful piece of writing because it's he's, he values his son more than the thing that he's been searching for his whole life it's, like, it's almost like oh the holy grail was his relationship with his son all along whoa oh. <laughs> I'll sign up for film school nice yeah it's the friends he made along the way <laughs> but also it's the first time he calls him Indiana which is even oh, more of powerful of course that's which lovely I hadn't actually spotted that Indiana let, let it go, it go. Oh, and only Connery can deliver stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, they go outside mm-hmm. and they all get on their horses. They do, and they literally mm-hmm. ride off into the, the sunset. sunset after Salah laughs him for being named after the dog. dog. Named after the dog. You're not yeah. a woman, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a woman. Not good. <laughs> and then off they ride in one of the. I'm guessing that second unit. Uh, just but they they all ride off into the sunset in magic that hour silhouette. Yeah. Yes. Um, Perfect ending. It really is. And that's how the whole franchise should have ended. Now I have to ask you some quick fire questions. Right. Are you ready? Yes. Right. So, Tom, mm. who is the best or was the best, mm. Arnie or Sly? Uh, not, I've got to say, I'm not a huge fan of either. I'd say Sly. 
because I think that Ar I'm, you know, Arnie has really blotted his copybook with things like Jingle All the Way, which I think are truly awful yeah. films. Um, whereas Sly, I think, hasn't made great films, but bearing in mind he's done things like he's been involved in Creed recently, which is actually a real return to some good form. I'd say Sly wins for me. Mm. Okie dokie. Uh, what's the best action movie of all time? Ooh, uh, mentioned it earlier, possibly Con Air. I right. really like Con Air. There's a load of fun stuff in it, uh, but probably uh, either The Last Crusade or actually um, um, uh, Raiders. They should make another Highlander film called Con Air McLeod. That would be so good. Yeah. But of course they can be only one. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Um, terrorists are taking over a skyscraper. Mm. You can take three celebrities with you to stop them. Who are you taking up the shard and why? <laughs> uh, Timmy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Ooh, yeah. I think he'd be good at the tech stuff. Uh, then for for uh, for muscle, the rock, yeah. got to be the rock, yeah. and then for sort of a combination of strategy and muscle, Statham. Yeah, I think combined those, they'll, they'll see me see me right. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. um, you can go back in time and stop someone being born. Who is it? Much like Desert Island Discs, I'm giving you Hitler. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, hard to tell. Hard to tell for me because I, you know, I think that we're where by for fair means or foul, we're where we are now, but. Um, he cancelled Doctor Who in uh, just <laughs> so it has to be um, uh, great. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want him to die. I just think I, I think we were denied some really fun episodes with uh, with Colin's Doctor there. Yeah, mm. I think you're right. Mm. Um, a hypothetical fistfight takes place between Rocky Balboa and John Matrix from Commando. Who yeah. wins? I think Rocky has the the. Um, Matrix has the bulk, Balboa has the skill. Although, having seen recently with Anthony Joshua and that guy who absolutely pummeled him, uh, that doesn't always count, but I think that Balboa is going to win that one. Okay. Mm. And if you were to make your own 80s action movie, mm -hmm. what would it be about? Who would be the lead and what would it be called? I think we were denied an amazing Michael Douglas action movie. Uh -huh. I think that not like I don't like your action uh, heroes where they're all muscly and completely immortal. I think that Michael Douglas would be a great sort of um, slightly slightly scared, uh, slightly neurotic action hero, sort of in the same way that that Harrison Ford is to a certain degree, sort of out of his depth kind of thing. And I'd have loved to see him with any of the people who are in. Is it Romancing the Stone? Yeah, yeah. I know that's sort of an action film, but yep. I'd have seen him more as like I'd like to see sort of. Because that is is a slight Indiana Jones wannabe, and I'd like yes. to see him in his own sort of modern day set fun uh, action thing that wasn't romancing the stone. Basically, tell you what, mm. Douglas, very underrated. I love Douglas. Me I, too. I I really I'm a big fan of him in the Ant Man films as well. Yep, mm. I think he's great, and he's really really good mm. in um, Wall Street. Yes. Sorry, I forgot the name of the film. <laughs> you wanted to put the wolf in there, but that's a different I film. I did. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. where I was going. It's not a very good film. He's amazing in it. He's. I think he. He's one of those actors who is just value added. As soon as he's in a film, you're like, this will be. I don't know, twenty three percent better than it would have been otherwise. And there was that film where he was sexually harassed and went into a VR machine as well. Was it Disclosure? Oh, I don't know that one. It's not good. Oh no. No, that's not good. <laughs> um, great. Hey. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This no, has been so much fun. Yeah. Great. Grand. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Theorem. 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 
happen if you've got a comedian in a room, you open their Amazon account, and you look back at everything they've ever bought on that website? Well, this. Because I was consuming so much peanut butter, I decided to try and get a powdered oh, version that wow. wasn't as fattening. Uh, your handwriting can change your life. I regret this book. <laughs> I regret this book. Keep Calm and Love Dom Jolly novelty keyring yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love yes. that. I do have that on my fridge. Four pounds you spent on that. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster, available now from Great Big Al.